Well met, friends. My name is Adam, and this is the Get Pipe Podcast, where we love to pipe today. Well, as always, I'm joined by my good friend Nick, aka the producer guy. Nick, sup, man? Hey, Adam. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. Doing a little bit right. on the mend. Yeah, okay. I've been having mega scary dreams. What? I saw this. Yeah, <laughs> I saw this really funny uh, meme and uh, to to go in with our my inability to get off my damn phone. I saw this one. It was like, what? <laughs> What's up with nightmares, bro? You tell me you thought of something and then got scared of it. <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, I I woke up last night in a. Just like a super fright, my heart was pounding. It was about 4 a.m. And the dream mm. was we were in our house, but it was one of those weird realities where it was not, there was parts of the house that I didn't know what they were, but mm-hmm. I knew that it was my house kind of thing. And then other parts of the house were actually my house. And we had it, we get a duck, which was like a goose. It was a goose sized <laughs> duck. And it was, yeah, really weird. I guess it goose was just like a really big goose, uh, you know, like a big, Yellow build, was white it, goose. Was was it a big duck or a small goose or just a regular size? It goose? was probably like a really probably a big goose. Honestly, I don't know. It, the <laughs> thing is, it was cool. Uh, it was cute, but it was big. And normally they're at their cutest when they're little. And it like bit my arm. And this isn't the nightmare part, but it bit my arm. And I was like, oh, it's gonna be cute. It's okay. It's like you're all right. And then it like kept biting harder and harder. I was like, wow, this is actually really hurting. And I remember it like having a lot of pain. So I don't know if I was just sleeping on my arm weird and Mm. it was sending signals to my brain and my nightmare was getting worse. But now I'm like kind of scared of the the duck goose and I (laughs) end up getting, I'm getting concerned about like our cats. Like, how's it going to bite one of the cats or something? And, uh, you know, yeah, I didn't know what was going to go on. So I I end up having to take a shower. Very weird one. So I run upstairs to the shower, which I don't have upstairs. And I shut the door, I turn the water on. And then I just hear this scream from my wife. Um, and she was, it was like her screaming, like, like delirious, you know, screaming um, for me. Like she, like I could hear what she was saying, but it was like a, a true fear. And I was like, oh, that's not cool. Uh, so I opened the door and I'm like, I'm like, what did you call me? You say something? And then she like comes running up the stairs kind of thing. And she's like saying it's happening tonight. Uh, and like in like this, you know, she wasn't like possessed or anything, but she just had like this absolute hy- hysterical, fearful uh, tone in her voice. And I was like, what's happening? And then I guess we had this, we bought this place, which had been robbed at some point, like before we even moved in like long go- ago and the bad guys were coming back or something. And we had thought maybe that could potentially happen one day. And that's when she's like, oh, what's happening tonight. So now I'm in like, I'm in like a paralyzed set, set of fears, like in in my sleep, uh, and like I look at my wife and I literally was like, I don't know what to do. Like I know I have a gun downstairs in my bedroom, but I don't know. Like when when I had the gun, I was like, oh psh, yeah, if some bad guy comes in, it's you know rack rack stack and pop kind of thing. Like you know typical day on the job. You know just focus in, get all the scaries out after, but. No, I mean, and when that shit happens for real life, obviously this was just a dream, but I, I don't know. So, so I'm like, uh, I'm just going to go down there and start blasting, I guess. Uh, but, but I was like, but what's probably going to happen is I'm going to start walking down the stairs. I'm going to get blasted. And then you're going to be alone. You're going to hear me get blasted. 
And then they're going to come up here and blast you. So I was like, how about we just go together? <laughs> uh, which thinking about it logically, that's exactly what I would do in real life. Like I was like, I was thinking, cause then in the dream, like this, I'm, a very, I'm aggressively scared of this and my heart's pounding. Uh, I'm thinking if that were to actually happen, if my wife were to hear me get blasted by bad guys, how horrifying is that? Right. Oh, that's, gosh. that's, that's adding to the already level of horror when it could oh just God. be over at the same time, with that, you know, <laughs> and that's a, that's a great thought. Like there's, there's a part of you that's like, Oh yeah, I need to be the man. I need to protect my wife. You stay here. What are you, what are you going to do? Jump out the window? I guess it's happened before, but I wasn't thinking that I was thinking, Oh, you wait here while I go finish the deal and I'll come back up. No, I'm going to get blasted. So we, we both went down. I did not end up getting blasted because I awoke because my heart was pounding so much. Mm. I, I, I woke from the, the dizzying nightmare. Um, so I, I would have much rather been talking about a pipe nightmare today, not a real nightmare. Right. Uh, but instead you get the, the real nightmare. But I actually had a dream with you in it. You and I, this is a weird, I haven't told you about this, which is hilarious that you brought this up. Um, we were in Southeast Asia in this dream for some reason. And we we're just walking around and all of a sudden we're walking and we see a B-52 flying in like American freedom just coming like down. I don't know, a bomber. And it drops like a cruise missile Moab thing. And it's coming into this village and it, like I'm running to go behind a tree. It was like one of those giant redwood trees, which like mm. realistically wouldn't stop a Moab, but it was far enough away where like, I was like, I remember being, it was so vivid in my dream. I'm like arms crossed or actually my hands were over my ears and I'm like, <gasps> like screaming. So like it drops one and then it dropped another one towards like the North or South or whatever it was of this town. And we survive, you and I survive and we're walking with some of the locals and we're like surveying the damage of the more Southern mm-hmm. bomb thing. And we're looking around and, all of a sudden, we just hear a distant noise again, and we look up, and it's that same B-52 giant bomber. And we see it coming in, and it drops another giant cruise missile Moab thing, and it's coming, like, right towards us. And we sprint. Like, we sprint away. And, like, we see it. We stop because we're like, all right, we're going to die anyways. We stop. And in my dream, I remember seeing it just, like, coming in, and then it explodes, and I'm staring right at it. And then... Boom! The the shockwave hit me, and I wake up, and I'm like, "Whoa! Oh gosh, you dude, you saw the was, end of the the dream? Yeah, wow. dude. It was is, yeah. wild. I, I remember waking up, and I was like, it wasn't like a nightmare. It wasn't a? I mean, it was obviously a bad dream, but I was like, whoa! It was actually like kind of cool. It was one of those dreams where the Marvel, you know, for those of you who watch Marvel, they kind of enacted this idea that dreams were a gateway to a different reality. I think it was in one of the Doctor Strange movies and everything. And I was like, I could see that. Like in another reality, you and I were just trekking around Southeast Asia and America, oh, which okay. in this in this one was bad in our view. Just bombed a small town or whatever. And I don't know. It was just, it was really crazy. I think vivid was the best word though, because we yeah. both had very vivid dreams. Vivid. Oh, and then, dude, a few... A few, probably a week ago, I had another dream where I don't remember what happened, but I, I woke up crying. Like I remember, mm, I mean, oh, I remember the dream, I but I was crying in the dream and it was like an hysterical cry. I forget what it was. Oh my gosh. 
I, I have no recollection, but when I woke up, I remembered yeah. exactly what it was and was able to tell my wife about it. But That's I remember sad. waking up and I was like crying, like awake. And I was like, but then once you realize, you're like, oh, wait, that was, that was not real. And I then know. it went, then it subsided. But I remember still being worked up. And there's a, there's an interesting, there's some kind of interesting phenomenon with these vivid dreams. And I've, I don't know what I've been mm. doing, what I've been eating or drinking, or I've just yeah. honestly having a lot of water and salt. I added a new salt product. Uh, it's like mm. a, it's called Redmond salt and it's yeah. allegedly a real salt. And um, I saw someone post about it and I was like, what is, are you, is that implying that I Whole eat salt fake salt? It. And they're like, no, it's just, you know, some regular table salt probably has like some, I don't know, plastics and some weird stuff. And I don't know, all the yeah. minerals are kind of forced out and you're getting just the bare minimum. But anyway, so I, I was like, I'll, I'll buy, I'll buy a $10 thing of salt that'll last me forever. And it's very tasty. So I've been putting it on anything, put it in my coffee. Oh. And yeah. Yeah. Just like a little dash with the coffee, um, you know, and, and I don't know, maybe the salt is making me realize, made me realize the reality. Whoa. This is called Redmond Real. Um, <laughs> Probably not. But. I, I take this uh, concoction of like supplements. It's magnesium with, I think it's L3 innate and then apigenin. It's like, just these supplements that's supposedly supposed to act as a sleep aid and get you to sleep. I don't have trouble falling asleep, but it's supposed to kind of get you into that deep sleep state. Uh, more so than like melatonin and stuff. This is mm -hmm. more of you don't, your body naturally produces melatonin, don't want to override it. And there's some like bad stuff associated with taking melatonin. Anyways, I find that when I take that, I think I have more vivid dreams. So I don't know if it's like my body's getting into a deeper state of sleep. Yeah, maybe that's what know. it is. I don't know. Anyways, I've been I've been getting like good sleep, but not recently. Yeah. The past two nights, it's just been, been kind of rough. But I don't know. Very interesting though. Yeah, I um, man, I had a great weekend. I know we're kind of changing topics here, but I just wanted to just talk about a, an experience that I had where I think I I may have planted the seeds of creating a new pipe smoker and i did that with a friend previously and it was great he was very you know receptive of receiving a pipe but this other friend um that i got gave him a pipe morgan morgan bones that i got from our good friend ben smith over at redeem pipes and man he was so so grateful for it to the point where he just like we were at a little party he was hosting uh, just a bunch of you know con conglomeration of people of his friends and, and all that stuff and it was really great um a great party overall but he came back to me a couple times it was like man i'm super excited about this can't wait to nice. and smoke it and you know have a glass of whiskey and stuff and again it wasn't about me it was about the fact that i think we got we might have a new pipe smoker and I don't know if he's he's smoked it yet. Uh, probably not. I know he's got two kids and a third on the way. And he's actually a pilot. Um, so I, I think he's a pilot for Delta. So maybe our, our good friend Kevin might know him, Kevin Foster. But um, anyways, it's uh, it was just really cool. And I'm excited to kind of sit down with him and get into the nuances. I believe I gave him a tin of GLP's Chelsea Morning. That I think I Whoa. got. Yeah. Very interesting that, choice for a first time pipe smoker. 
yeah, I don't know. I just give him a 10. So I'll probably give him some other stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> I mean, it's good. You probably like that. Mega, mega English blend. Yeah. Anyways, I just, I was like, yeah, I'm never going to smoke this. Then here you go. Um, but yeah, so maybe he might like that. I think he's got some, some he might. on his chest, so he might. Well, I think that's a good way to get people into pipes too is, you know, especially I'm saying especially the male population. That's not, this is not implying that females don't like whiskey, but you know, there's a population, especially in the younger men. I mean, I remember when I first commissioned, there was a whiskey bar where you could smoke cigars inside and it mm. was, it was called uh, 18th amendment. Uh, and it was so cool. It was so cool. Yeah. You would get way too expensive, but everybody, all my colleagues, all, you know, 24, three, whatever, how old I was, year old men, uh, or re- rather y- young adults, young adults who just commissioned, and we would go there. Uh, but but a lot of other soldiers would go there as well. And you'd, you know, dress a little nice, go get some whiskey uh, from a whiskey bar, things you'd never, you don't even know what you're drinking kind of thing, and just smoke a cigar. But that's a great way to kind of paint the idea of, um, you know, the pipe aspect. It's like, yeah, you just take this pipe, you put this darker tobacco in it, take your time, you smoke it with like a glass of whiskey. It's nothing, you don't kind of like, oh, now it's my time to go smoke pipe. Let me go walk, 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 sit on stoop, puff, 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 puff. You know, like what I mean? You can equate it to something that you might, someone might already typically enjoy doing. And that's what I I hope to do is, you know, we get, we get together. I think it's probably next time will probably be in the new year. It's like a community group thing. We do a bunch of, you know, new parents and stuff like that. Couples, whatever. So, to, again, two of the the two guys I gave the pipes to are in that group, and they've expressed that you know they've smoked cigars before. One used to live in Nicaragua, so he you know had all those cigars, hand rolled cigars there and stuff, and has experience with it. This guy, same sort of thing, and you know it's just it's not like they're doing it every day. It's not like they're doing it every month. Really, it might be in every other month type of thing, but. Now with this pipe, you know, I told them it could just sit on their shelf for all mm-hmm. I care. I just, I wanted them to have it as a gratitude for friendship and, you know, maybe someday that we can all sit down with that glass of whiskey and, and do it. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that when we, when we all meet up again, I'll be like, Hey, bring your pipes, boys. We're going to hang out by the fire, glass of whiskey while the kids run that's around. What I'm saying. And, yeah, man, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I didn't, I didn't make a pipe smoker today, but there's a slight chance probably three percent that's okay. pretty good that's pretty that's good three three over zero i was driving my car smoking my pipe had a little uh what were we doing a little dunhill this dunhill bent oh, dunhill dunny that i've very much tried to get rid of but the blast is so awesome on it the bit is not great but i've i find myself smoking it so much and i'm like i'll send it to redeem pipes uh eventually uh let me just get a couple more smokes out of it and then it's just Dozens of smokes later, and it's just, I don't know, I oh guess God, it's staying good. in my collection forever. But it doesn't mean anything. It's just like a cool pipe that smokes right. well. And it never gurgles. Now, this is this is actually a realization before I move on to how I made a pipe smoker, maybe 3%. Um, uh, it, it just never, ever gurgles. And I have an artisan pipe that I smoked for the first time. It gurgled. I'm not going to say who. Whoa. Um, they don't listen to my podcast, but... Damn. Yeah, I was a little bummed about that. So then I tried a different blend. I dried it out, tried a different tobacco. Maybe I was smoking too hot and it gurgled again. Um, so not quite sure what I'm doing, what I'm going to do about that one. But yeah, 
huge bummer. And then I have a couple of people that will do <laughs> throw it out. <laughs> Not even <laughs> trying to like get my money back from something like from throw it out. just throw it out. But uh, but anyway, this Dunhill's great. Anyway, so I'm smoking this pipe. We're on the one way to work. It's like seven, eight a.m. or something like that. And I was just I was taking it in, man. It was really cold out here in North Carolina. Made a post about this. I was just enjoying a nice uh uh heavy english blend kind of kind of like chelsea morning it wasn't a glp spin it was uh lj peretti uh what was it lock pride of lock lomond so yummy and i'm just vibing i'm enjoying a hot cup of coffee my windows are cracked the 30 degree you know temperature is coming <laughs> cool. into the windows it's great and some guy i drive by this guy we're in traffic and someone looks so i look over just in passing and some guy was like driving his car alone his truck and was laughing like very like gaily you know what i mean like a very happy yeah you know Santa. hearty oh, laugh oh, like ha- oh, oh. like whoa like you know really appreciated the fact that i was smoking a pipe and he was a younger guy so i, I was like whoa there's a slight chance that he like looks up pipe smoking or old wooden pipe you know so i don't know i, I thought it was pretty cool but anyway yeah so he's probably not gonna be a pipe smoker but um yeah yeah i don't know it was uh it was a nice little enlightening thing for me made my morning all that much better so all right all right man yeah i uh i am alone at work for the most part uh my my coworker is there we're getting small little small business so i've been uh holding down the fort there she is yeah, on for the holidays way. or yeah she's on her way to hawaii which i am super excited for her for she she gets to see family her brother is in the military stationed over there so oh. shout out to shout out to him and his family so yeah man it's uh i'm excited for what's to come this week you know we got 2024 coming up really not too far away and you know it's got me thinking a lot about just kind of what i want to do with life uh i'm not a big man i'm not a big new year's resolutions guy but i think this year maybe i'll, I'll try to do some some of those smart goals, you know, what what is it? Um, specific, measurable, um, attainable, attainable, uh, re- reasonable, and <laughs> wait, time oriented, and is the T and uh, R? The, I think is R. It's reasonable. Is, uh, no, it's not reasonable. It's, it's not just synonyms. It's, it's not nine synonyms. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where um, it's. They're good. It's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound or, you know, within a time constraint. So those are great goals. You know, maybe just three. I think this past year for 2023, I tried to do a bunch. Some are like kind of funny and interesting, just looking back on um just kind of what I had going on. So like, you know, I had read 25 books for this year. How many did you get? How many? I'm gonna go with One, zero. Two? Did you? Two or three? Yeah, Did you? I got I got a couple. Okay. I, I got a couple in. Um like physical goals I had. I read zero one books. of those. Is that an embarrassing thing to admit? I think. I don't think I read a single book this year. I could yeah. be wrong. I could have I could have revisited some Lord of the Rings. Right. But I don't think so. Yeah, and then I had like some physical CrossFit-y goals that I want to do. Haven't got a single one of them. Uh, I want to do a four-day fast. Didn't do that. Whoa. 50... Uh, yeah, I haven't done that. that. Four That's days 90... is what? 96? Six, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like a full that. reset. I, that's a full reset. You know what I mean? Like, I did. Be, I don't think I talked about it on the podcast. I did eighty six. That's. I just. That's I copied it. what Dana White did, and there was a big post on it. He looked absolutely <laughs> shredded. I did not look absolutely shredded after. Um, okay. But this week I did, or last week I did a three day one. I enjoy it. I, I have fun doing it. It's at this point, it's entertaining. But anyway, what else? What other goals you got? These are all what I wanted to do this year and did yeah, not do no. at all. So that's that's why I'm just like, yeah. I think I'll do one goal from each category. So I had like a mental, physical, and emotional goals. Um, I think those are important. I think those three aspects are really good. Why? I, I don't know. I just I like the men. There's those are the three sides. I think of of every person. And I don't think that's, I'm mean, that's not anything new, but just having a physical goal, a mental goal. So like my mental ones were the reading aspect, you know, I wanted to do like uh, meditation, didn't do that. Uh, I wanted to read, you know, average less than four hours of screen time a week. That's a good, that's a good mental one. I really one. That's just, um, ugh. yeah. Yeah. Hours, a week, I think that was like a day a week type of thing. You know what I mean? Like your weekly average. Is yeah, less yeah. Than four hours. That's a day. still that's still a yeah. Um, and then a, a mental one was like save some money, which have not done this year. But the reason being, we've tried to crush debt, so I'll check that one off. Um, <laughs> but then you know, have a physical one, have an emotional one. So an example of an emotional, some goals that I had were family camping trip. Marriage check-in, monthly marriage check-in, super important for your marriage. If you have any questions about it, let me know. I'll tell you all about I it. I have questions about it. Tell me about you it. Do. What is that? Okay. So every month, uh, Robin and I have pretty much been doing a marriage check-in. And it's really cool. We do it on the first of the month. We don't always hit it on the first of the month, but that's the idea. Uh, it You have three questions or three sections. Uh, you have your personal reflections on the last month. Um, so it's, what could I have done better? What was I proud of? What's causing me anxiety? And what am I worried about for the future? So that's the first section. Second section is relationship reflection on the last month. What's one little thing that we noticed uh, about each other that we love? Are there things we learned about our relationship and how might we want to improve moving forward? And then three personal goals for the next month. What do I want to achieve over the next four weeks? So really great reflective things. And you get into some conversations that are really good and maybe it kind of goes into a way that you, I don't know, it, it, it can bring up some stuff that maybe your significant other had been holding back talking to you about, or maybe you yourself had been, but it's, you go into it being like, we're going to talk about this stuff. It's an open forum. We're not going to be mean. We're just going to bring stuff up. You know, I'm going to say, this is how I felt, but I'm, feeling better now but i think we could maybe improve on this moving forward so that's a really maybe good. i'll try that it will be very difficult for me to try a meeting we were good um, we, I'll, I'll, no it's not even that like <laughs> no, when you i couldn't stop, stop but like thinking about my dad when you when you when you said the words on the first of the month we meet <laughs> like if i were to tell my dad dad did you check it how how was your monthly marriage marriage check-in he'd be like huh this is exactly what my dad would be like, huh what, what what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, your dad. What, it was like the first the other day. Did you get your marriage checking? Huh? We're fucking married. Checking done. <laughs> go get me some skull. <laughs> like that's exactly how that would go. So, but, uh, no, I, I think there's 
but, th- but that's not a, there's that's value. a flex, right? You know, like there's, no, no, I know. you know, I think, I think the kids moving out has been my mom, uh, get mom just told me has been really good for the relationship. Good. But, um, you know, like our, I mean, even my mom would be like, huh, what? Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. We, we had a nice discussion over a cup of coffee and then coffee. I, I didn't talk to him until the next day. Seven <laughs> weeks ago. To talk. You know? Um, but yeah. like, do you think about it? Like our, as, as this would be like a really easy thing to kind of make fun of or you know all the hardos yeah. like oh when i was young like when you know we didn't do that and but it's like yeah well look at all the problems like, like yeah there, there's there's some growth right there's some growth here well i've learned from my family and you know that's definitely something that i would probably yeah. struggle with. i dude i was doing we were talking about last week on the pod or maybe two weeks ago gift giving or being a gift giver mm, yeah and i said i prefer to receive gifts um and i think I want to take that back. Honestly, mm. I am a horrible gift receiver. I love gifts, <laughs> but I'm just like, Oh wow. Thank you. This is very nice. Okay. Yeah. Next, like next as in like, I'm good. Like change subject, like gifts over. Or is there more? Okay. Let's get, let's do that. You know, kind of thing. Like, right. And I don't want to like let people down. And we, we actually get white and I did our little Christmas today since She's working the next two nights. Uh, this is a time recording. So Wednesday night, Thursday night, and then Friday, we're heading home to uh, New Hampshire for a few days where we'll do like our little Christmas with the family kind of thing, but we won't schlep our little gifts up there. I mean, it's got like a couple sweatshirts and stuff to, for her and, and whatnot, but but I felt like, I was like, man, I know that I need to be like, you know, happy, jolly for this. And I'm just, I'm just not like, I'm not a very, mm. you know, this is like something that I, I definitely inherited from my dad just like being kind of like a grump around some things that are not supposed to be grumpy on um, which is weird because he actually was he was the light of the party on christmas he would act like he wasn't mm. and then he would he would go all out the night before he'd come downstairs and you know he'd put like dollar bills all over the tree he'd like hide stuff around the the living room and stuff anyway but but um yeah i got i got some growth i got some growth i need to do so that's something that you know, a, a marriage check-in could do for me. Yeah, and I, I, you know, maybe it's over a pipe, man. You guys are just chilling outside. Or yeah, it's, yeah, okay. It's, yeah, that's it. We do that a lot, actually. But it's it's legitimate. Like, you do it. It doesn't have to be the first of the month. It could be, you know, a Saturday or whatever of, you know, the first week, whatever type of it, thing. As long as you do it monthly. Yeah, I think that would. Yeah. There's something that is like the, the, the receptors in my mind are like, oh, I can't make this a meeting. Because then it's like less. Yeah. There's something I don't know. I, gimmicky I for disagree. me to be like, okay, it is the time. Now let's go sit down and do the talk. Like, I don't know. For me, it's a yeah. little, but that's just me. Like, again, that's, that's a, that's an internal problem I have that I'd like to correct, you know, for yeah. sure. For sure. I think that is, that is you. Cause there is value is. there. There is value in being like, all right, you know, this whole week we can, I agree. We're looking forward to it. So yeah. Fix yourself. Yeah, okay. I'll try. I'm, maybe I'm maybe that's your to, that's your first goal is emotional goal to fix yeah. yourself. Yeah, just I didn't literally make any... write fix myself. What does it mean? I, I don't know. Screw smart goals because no, I I need smart goals. <laughs> I didn't do any goals for the. Let me let's come back. What is this? We got one more episode after this before the new year. Yeah. Next episode, let's talk our smart goals. Let's let's write okay. them down, and it'll be All really right. cool because the next year, and I'd like to make some pipe related. Um, like let's True. add that. So we'll add. Th- Four categories we'll have our emotional yeah. mental and then we'll uh what's physical physical and then we'll come back yep. with a, a piping yeah pipely and I, i'm this okay. is actually a challenge to all of our listeners if you guys want to join us you don't got to share them you could that'd be cool i won't talk about them on the show just because 
there'd be too many. Um, yeah. And you listening, you, Greg listening, might not care about Albert's <laughs> skulls. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you might not even care about ours, but I think it'd be cool to see you back in a year's time uh, to to go back. Because I kind of liked listening to what you had, had said. I didn't remember. Okay. You, I didn't All know right. your goals, and I didn't know if you would achieve them, but I wanted to know if you didn't or did or didn't. Um, and both were, I don't know, there's a part of us that are like, oh, I wanted to bench 500, and, and like, I hope you didn't get it. I hope you didn't get it. <laughs> but <laughs> mine was, mine was, uh, uh, I think it was like power clean or, you know, clean 275 and then snatch 225. Those are my goals. Wow. Uh, my I probably could have got close to that if I stuck with it. Yeah. But man. alas. Anyway, we'll, we'll come back to the smart goals. I think that we that will be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's what I was talking about. Um, going home though, I, I decided I'm going to do a quick little mini meetup. A mini get pipe meetup um and there's gonna be two ish so for all of you guys listening this is not great timing because you got to listen to the episode and then it's happening tomorrow uh but on <laughs> december the 22nd i will be at twin smoke shop in londonderry new hampshire uh probably around six six to seven ish p.m i'll be there for probably a longer amount of time than that but it'd be pretty cool might, might even get there around 4 p.m i don't know just show up i'll definitely be there at some point on friday and then the following day, I will be at LJ Peretti. We're doing a little meetup there. Uh, I posted about it on Instagram, Ooh. so that one might get a little bit more traction. But um, we're doing—I told you—we're doing our Boston day. So I want to go ahead and invite some of the listeners to uh, to come out to LJ Peretti if they're in the Boston area. I'll be there the twenty third around ten a.m. ish, and we'll probably hang out for about an hour. I really hope it's about an hour. Uh, get wife and I got a lot of uh, stuff to do that day, so at some point I am leaving that store. But that's why we're kind of putting it a little bit earlier in the day. But uh, yeah, it could be pretty cool. I know a couple of folks are already planning on coming. And and if you do come, you got to buy something. This is a small place and I don't want Steve to get mad at me. So buy something, <laughs> like, right? He, I, I didn't even ask if I could do this. I just am going to the place and I'm letting other people know that I will be there. And some folks had reached out like, hey, you're going to be in the area? We'd love to come hang out. So yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Uh, but make sure you just buy at least, you know, a tin of tobacco or whatever. Um, even cool sure. if you buy a pipe from Todd or something, but yeah, should be a lot of fun. And then we'll, uh, celebrate the holidays and yeah, come back here, come back down to North Carolina, get back into the swing of things. I, I'm really looking forward to the new year, man, but we'll keep yep. those conversations for, uh, uh, for, for the next episode when we start to talk about the 2024 season and, and whatnot. True. Well, speaking of buying things, we still got a couple pocket jars left. Go buy those. I think we have three black ones left so if you're listening hopefully they're still there and uh they will not get to you by any means before christmas but it's just a good new year's present to yourself and uh yeah kind of in that same vein speaking of pocket jars speaking of the the founder of the pocket jars the creator of the pocket jars which is the pipery uh they and the smitty cigar lounge will be hosting their first event of 2024 on january 20th from 12 p.m to 6 p.m at the smitty cigar lounge in georgia go check it out great event going on i don't think i will be making it but we just want to talk about it because we love dave and mike at the pipery and uh we're just so happy that they're doing this and the 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 guys at smitty's are top notch go follow them on instagram they've been doing some really great kind of videography over there absolutely love it 
And again, January 20th from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Got a lot of great folks, big names going. Nate King, Jared Coles, Kevin Foster, Stephen Cashwell, and Reed Robertson will all be there as artisan pipe makers. We also got Egg Grays from Dark Fired Leather and Bradley Gant from BJ Woodworks. And there's some great stuff going on. Slow Smoke Competition, Tamper Exchange, and an Aged Tobacco Sample Bar. They kind of had that last year. They had these the sample bar open. Anyone can grab what you want. Cool thing about that is they also had a regular bar open. So you could get some Guinness, you yeah. could get beer, yeah. get coffee, you know, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really great. One of the last things they're doing, they're having a raffle. And this is not just any raffle. They're raffling off a seven-day pipe set. One of the main things we wanted to talk about is this raffle will be available to everyone not just those attending the event. So stay tuned. Go follow at the Pipery on Instagram. Follow Smitty, the you know, Smitty Cigar Lounge while you're at it. And uh, yeah, this is going to be some great stuff. Super excited and going to be super jealous of all the pictures and photos and all the time that will be had and spent there. Producer Guy will unfortunately not be able to make it. But uh, yeah, go go check it out. If you have any questions, reach out to us as well, or reach out to Dave again at the Pipery. Yeah, this one's going to be a lot of fun, man. Uh, I think this is the show. This little mini meetup is like the this one's actually not even a mini meetup. It's like a full on pipe meetup. <laughs> uh, we can talk about how we have our pipe shows and pipe meetups. This is probably the closest they're going to get to a show. Uh, we're talking yeah. all artisan event. Uh, whereas in July of last year, it was a a little bit of mixture. You had some local artisans, but you also had some, uh, you know, resellers, some estate pipe sellers and whatnot. But this one's specifically going to be only artisan, which I think is quite interesting. And I will be at this one. So if you guys want to come hang out with, uh, get piped and get wifed, uh, and a couple other folks, uh, we're going to be down there for, for the weekend, but really that day, don't bother me the day before the day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if, uh, in the event that, uh, we, uh, you know, don't get the sink up. Maybe we can go grab a, you know, bite to eat, have a cup of coffee before we hit the road back home. But that one will be fun, man. We'll, we'll be there for spending the night there. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Heck yes. Well, thank you all for smoking and joking with us. And of course, for your support of the Get Piped podcast, the best way to support us right now is go ahead and send us some segment submissions. We're always looking forward to those and and we love them. We love our Ask Adam anythings or Ask Nick anythings. This or that's over unders and anything and everything in between. You can send those to our Discord, which is a link in the show notes, or send them to show at getpiped.co. But while you're doing all that, don't forget to rate and review the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and any other listening platform you have. We got uh we got a good kind of Apple gang, you know, comments and reviews going on the Apple podcast after we you know, we kind of, we started a battle between Spotify and Apple. We had, <laughs> I love this one. Harambe, my homeboy says, Apple gang, this is the only podcast that I listen to normally on the commute to and from work. Great listen and always look forward to the next episode. Shout out to Harambe, my homeboy. And uh, if you're part of the Apple gang, go ahead, comment, review Apple gang and uh, give us an honest review that you got. We love it. And uh, don't forget to give us that follow as well, because that also helps all those super weird and special algorithms. It helps us get noticed, gives us some of those impressions, if that's what you want to call it, you know, 
when you when people search podcasts it might pop up on there a little little higher than before so do all of that well we've got a great show planned this week with another edition of freehand fables and following our primary topic we'll get into some overrated underrated a little bit of this or that and whoa are we doing a three for today we got a new segment as well so you do not want to miss all of that hell yes big thanks to the producer guy for the producer guy things now before we move into our primary topic i want to remind you to take a deep breath savor this moment kindle your flame and pipe as you please Fables today. This is a this is a great opportunity for us to kind of flex some of those writing muscles that we don't often get to flex anymore. We're out of school. We don't really have a reason to write. Well, I mean, we do now after almost two years of this podcast. But it's a great way to kind of do our long form writing. We have so much inspiration, as we always talk about, from J.R.R. Tolkien and how he weaves in pipe smoking. Um, he doesn't make it the central motif, but it kind of is. And it it's, we have loved, and obviously generations of people have loved how he has incorporated pipe smoking into his writings. And yeah, we take a lot of inspiration from him. And in this case today, the central motif is actually around pipe smoking. It doesn't always have to be that way, but it can be. So yeah, we're, we're writing our own short stories here and Go check out the Get Pipe bookshelf or uh, just search kind of, you know, freehand fables and you'll find all the ones that we have had on that bookshelf. Yeah, Adam, got anything else you want to add? I love the fables, man. It's uh, it's not an easy consumption series for some of the folks who prefer the constant back and forth that is uh, with a podcast. Some people can't do Audible at all, but they're very mm. interested in the series. So it takes them a long time to digest this. So my thoughts are in in line with you. Like I want I want to appease everyone, but this this series we we try to throw in, we try to sprinkle it in. Uh, and uh, uh, good good friend JP who had wrote into the show for episode one hundred was like, make sure you finish the damn fable. We will finish that fable, but not today. So expect that one in the next fifteen to sixteen episodes or more <laughs> or more. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and this one, this one's going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm really excited. This is uh, from Producer Guy. So I yeah. took a backseat on this one. But uh, when we were talking about it, we were on on par with the, the central themes and what we were trying to trying to go for. Because what what we do find is we really want to avoid just saying, OK, the pipe was therapeutic. Uh, the pipe was awesome. He was going through a hard time. And now everything's all fine and dandy because he smokes his pipe. Or maybe it's not fine and dandy. And he smokes his pipe and carries on because he's a, you know, a man or a woman and they got a life to live. Uh, you know, right. there's there's places for that. I don't know if the Get Pipe podcast is that place. So we try to find a central, I don't want to say theme necessarily, but like a problem, maybe a, a speck that we can pinpoint in the pipe sphere, the tobacco sphere, um, and 
that's very similar to all of our other series, right? Like a pipe nightmare is something that's, you know, we're identifying a problem. Well, I came up with an idea and I let, I kind of bounced it off a producer guy. Um, I'm going to hold that one back. So I want to see how it, uh, how it plays out and if it does, and if not, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, what my original thoughts were, how it morphed and, and what this, what the takeaways from this story is. But, but for those folks who are not super into the long form writing or reading in this sense, or in, in a case listening, uh, we're going to, we're going to try to figure a way to get these on our website. Eventually it won't be soon. I want to find a way to get all of the, the writings um, before I produce like this mate, wicked awesome episode 999 pipe book, <laughs> get pipe pipe book where it has every single short story and every single fable and everything we've ever written. Yeah. Uh, but, but until then uh, um, just bear with us uh, and encourage you guys to, to listen through. I'm going to add some, maybe a little bit of soothing music to this. We'll, we'll do some audio <laughs> engineering to make this sound like a pretty, pretty awesome story. So I'm, I'm really excited for it, but that's freehand fables. Just a good opportunity to get in there and, you know, Carve up a briar, man, free-handed. You know, let's go Danish style on this and we'll find out. Michael's mornings began in the tranquil embrace of a small town, a place where life moved at a gentler pace and nature's beauty was just a stone's throw away. His role as a marketing analyst on a local firm brought a touch of the bustling corporate world into the serene setting. Nestled in a modest office on the town's main street, Michael delved into the world of numbers and strategies, creating compelling narratives from data for local businesses. His job, a blend of precision and creativity, often saw him weaving through market trends and consumer behaviors, a task he approached with a quiet but unwavering dedication. As the evening hues painted the town, Michael's world transformed. He returned home filled with the lively chaos of his three young children, each a bundle of energy and curiosity. His evenings were a vibrant tapestry of family life woven with the threads of homework sessions, playful storytelling, and the tender rituals of bedtime. The homework often challenged him as much as his children, presenting puzzles that stretched his understanding. Yet it was in the simple acts of solving math problems or exploring the mysteries of science that he found unexpected joy. The bedtime stories were a particular delight, a time when Michael became a master storyteller, crafting tales of enchanted forests, mystical creatures, and daring adventures, all for the wide-eyed wonder of his captive audience. These moments filled with imagination and laughter were a cherished pause in the rhythm of daily life. In this small town, nestled away from the relentless pace of the city, Michael's life found its harmony. The balance between his analytical work and the warmth of his family life painted a picture of contentment. Each day, as he navigated the responsibilities and joys of his dual roles, Michael discovered the beauty in life's simpler moments. His small town, with its close-knit community, and the unassuming rhythm of everyday living, offered him a sanctuary where he could thrive both as a professional and as a loving father. Michael's journey into the world of pipe smoking began not through mere curiosity, but through the influence of a mentor who would leave an indelible mark on his life. This mentor was Mr. Harold Jenkins, the elderly owner of a local bookstore, a cozy haven of literature and quiet conversations. Michael had stumbled upon this little bookstore during his early days in town, 
seeking a refuge from the daily grind and a place to indulge his love for reading. Mr. Jenkins, with his silver hair and warm, knowing eyes, was a figure of wisdom and calm in the community, who is often seen with a pipe gently clenched between his teeth, smoke curling around him as he perused his beloved books. For Michael, Mr. Jenkins became more than just a bookseller. He was a guide, a confidant, and most of all, a friend. Their bonds strengthened over shared interests in literature and life's simpler pleasures. It was during one of their many conversations, amidst the musty scent of old books and the subtle aroma of pipe tobacco, that Michael's curiosity about pipe smoking was piqued. He was intrigued by the ritualistic nature of the hobby, the careful selection of tobacco, the gentle tamping of the bowl, and the slow, contemplative puffing. Mr. Jenkins, sensing Michael's interest, took it upon himself to introduce him to the art of pipe smoking. He presented Michael with his first pipe, a beautifully crafted piece with a rich history. It was an heirloom of sorts passed down through generations in the Jenkins family. Along with the pipe, Mr. Jenkins shared his knowledge of tobaccos, guiding Michael through the nuances of different blends and flavors. Michael's evening soon included time spent on his porch, slowly savoring the experience of smoking his pipe. It became a meditative practice, a way to unwind and reflect after a day's work and the joyful but exhausting hours spent with his children. Each puff was a lesson in patience and appreciation, a reminder of the conversations with Mr. Jenkins and the wisdom imparted through them. As Michael's proficiency and passion for pipe smoking grew, so did his collection of pipes and tobaccos. He started exploring various blends, often discovering his findings with Mr. Jenkins, who took great pleasure in his protege's growing enthusiasm. Their discussions, once centered around books and life, now frequently veered into the intricacies of pipe tobaccos, the excitement of new blends, and the shared joy of a hobby that transcended generations. Through Mr. Jenkins' mentorship, Michael not only embraced the world of pipe smoking, but also learned to appreciate the slower, more contemplative moments of life. The hobby became a cherished part of his daily routine, a symbol of the friendship and wisdom he had gained from his mentor. In the gentle glow of the evening, with a pipe in hand and a heart full of gratitude, Michael found a profound sense of peace and contentment. As Michael's appreciation for pipe smoking deepened, he discovered a world within that, that was both alluring and elusive. The world of small batch tobacco releases. These special blends crafted in limited quantities by esteemed manufacturers were the talk of the pipe smoking community. Known for their unique compositions and exquisite flavors, these small batch blends were highly sought after, often selling out within hours of their release. Michael, with his growing passion for the hobby, found himself drawn to these exclusive releases. He began to follow the announcements and release schedules, marking his calendar with the dates and setting alarms as reminders. But life, in its unpredictable rhythm, often had other plans. There were times when Michael's work demanded more of him than usual, days when deadlines loomed and projects piled up, leaving little room for anything else. On these days, the release times would pass by unnoticed, the small batch blend slipping through his fingers as he focused on spreadsheets and presentations. Other times, it was his role as a father that took precedence, 
parent-teacher meetings, unexpected illnesses, school performance, and the myriad cheers of little emergencies that come with parenting young children often coincided with the much-anticipated release dates. Michael would find himself at the school or at the doctor's office, his attention fully with his children, while the limited stock of the desired blends vanished from the virtual shelves. Even on the occasions when he remembered in time and hurriedly navigated to the websites, he was often greeted with the disheartening sold-out sign. The demand for these blends far exceeded their supply, and they disappeared in the blink of an eye, bought by quicker or more fortunate enthusiasts. There were also moments of simple forgetfulness, times when the alarms were silenced by the immediate needs of his family or overlooked amidst the daily hustle. The release dates would come and go, and Michael would realize, often too late, that he had missed yet another opportunity to acquire these coveted tobaccos. Despite his best efforts, Michael's pursuit of these small batch releases seemed to be a series of near misses and disappointments. Each missed opportunity added a tinge of frustration to his hobby, a hobby that was otherwise a source of great joy and relaxation. As the year progressed and the small town embraced the festive cheer of the approaching Christmas season, Michael's pursuit of the elusive small batch tobacco releases continued to be fraught with disappointment. Each missed opportunity, each sold out sign and every forgotten alarm deepened his sense of frustration. The joy that pipe smoking once brought him was now tinged with a growing discontent, a shadow that loomed larger as the holiday spirit filled the air around him. The small town with its twinkling lights and seasonal decorations was a stark contrast to Michael's inner turmoil. His days at work became more taxing. The numbers and strategies that once captivated him now seemed to blur together, echoing his inner distraction. Evenings at home, though still filled with love and laughter of his family, were overshadowed by his quiet disappointment. The ritual of pipe smoking, which had always been a source of solace, now felt incomplete without the experience of those coveted blends. Michael's frustration peaked as Christmas drew near. He found himself more irritable, his patience shorter. The small setbacks of daily life, which he would typically meet with a calm demeanor, now sparked undue irritation. His family, sensitive to his mood changes, treaded lightly, unsure how to help. His wife, Sarah, watched with concern as the man who once found such peace in the hobby now seemed consumed by an invisible burden. She listened as he spoke of the small batch releases with a mix of longing and resentment, his words a mixture of passions for the hobby and disappointment at his continuous misfortunes. The festive atmosphere of the town, the joyous preparations at home, and the excited chatter of their children about Christmas couldn't seem to lift the cloud that had settled over Michael. He felt a sense of isolation and his frustration, a feeling that his family, though loving and supportive, couldn't fully comprehend. As Christmas Eve arrived, the house was filled with sense of holiday cooking and the sounds of seasonal music, a stark contrast to the turmoil in Michael's heart. He sat quietly in his favorite chair, a pipe unlit in his hand, lost in thought. The joy of the season, which had always filled him with warmth, now seemed distant, overshadowed by the growing realization that his pursuit of these tobaccos had taken more from him than it had given. As the gentle snowflakes began to blanket the small town in a serene white on Christmas Eve, Michael sat in this chair, enveloped in a reflective melancholy. 
the festive cheer around him felt distant, his heart heavy with frustration of missed opportunity in his cherished hobby. The unlit pipe in his hand, once a symbol of relaxation, now seemed to mock his yearning for these elusive small batch blends. Unbeknownst to Michael, Sarah, his observant and caring wife, had been silently witnessing his growing discontent. She saw the spark in his eyes dim each time he missed a release, and she felt his unspoken disappointment. Determined to bring the joy that pipe smoking once brought him, Sarah had embarked on a quiet mission. Over the months, she meticulously tracked down the small batch releases, those same blends that had slipped through Michael's fingers. It was a labor of love, a quest to rekindle the happiness in her husband's heart. On Christmas morning, the house awoke to the laughter and excitement of their children, the air filled with the aroma of freshly baked pastries and the warmth of family love. Amidst the rustling of wrapping paper and the joyful exclamations of the children unwrapping their gifts, Sarah handed Michael a modestly wrapped box. With a curious but subdued smile, Michael unwrapped the gift. As the last piece of paper fell away, his eyes widened in disbelief and then sparkled with unshed tears. Inside the box lay the collection of small batch blends he had longed for. Each tin represented not just a rare and sought-after blend, but the profound love and understanding of his wife. The room, already bright with Christmas joy, seemed to shine even brighter as Michael looked up at Sarah. Words failed him, but his eyes conveyed a depth of gratitude and love that needed no articulation. Sarah's thoughtful gift was more than just a fulfillment of a hobbyist's dream. It was a beacon of love and a testament to her deep empathy and devotion. As the day unfolded, Michael found himself enveloped in a happiness that went beyond the joy of receiving the blends. The frustration and sadness that had shadowed him were replaced by a renewed appreciation for the simple yet profound blessings in life. A loving family, a caring wife, and the realization that the true essence of joy often lay in the unexpected and thoughtful gestures of those closest to us. That Christmas marked a new beginning for Michael, not just in his hobby, but in his approach to life's disappointments and pleasures. As he later sat on the porch, a puff of smoke curling up from one of his new blends, he reflected on the beauty of life's surprises and the enduring warmth of love. The small batch tobaccos were indeed special, but the journey to receiving them, wrapped in the love and thoughtfulness of his wife, made them invaluable. This Christmas, Michael rediscovered not just the joy of his hobby, but the deeper joy of truly being understood and cherished. Thanks for reading that, man. It very yeah. wonderfully. Yeah, I hoped you liked my novel. Um, no, that's that the fables, man. That's the freehand <laughs> fables. I, you, you, when you think of a freehand pipe, typically they're larger, bold, right? So fill, yeah. fill your your old Stanwell or something, you know, some cool <laughs> shape, or your artisan, what it might, be, whatever it might be. 
get smoking because that was a little, I mean, you were, it's already over, but uh, <laughs> um, no, I like that. That was, this is exactly what we were talking about too. So I'm, I, I honestly think you were able to kind of put it into words better than I was thinking, but this is exactly what, you know, okay. I was kind of thinking about. Um, so let's talk about this man. Guy falls in love with pipe smoking. Ale is old as time. Mm. Everyone who tries it tends to, to really, really enjoy it. Um, and then he finds out that, you know, I'm skipping a lot. We'll, we'll touch on his, his mentorship and whatnot, but, but then he finds out, Oh, they have really cool tobaccos that come out literally every month. And Oh, and they're gone. And they're gone. And it's gone. Yeah. Let me just put that into a money mutual fund and it's gone. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's gone. Money's gone. <laughs> Sorry, step out of line, sir. This this is for bank customers only, sir. It's <laughs> uh, a South Park uh, skit, yeah. but um, so yeah, no, for real though. I mean, there's there's a lot of legitimacy there, and then it's like people get really upset, and rightfully yeah. so, man. Rightfully I, so, so. Yeah, and I wrote this knowing that I don't think anyone gets really this upset, but I no. just I wanted eh, maybe maybe they no, do. There, there are there are people who get really upset. There's people in the yeah. Discord who've been like. You know, borderline like getting ready to like throw some some uncolloquial words out there, right? <laughs> you know, just just really upset. It's like what the what is this BS? Like you you guys, you know, everything gets hyped up, and these websites sh- sh- say they're going to get hyped up, and then they are so hyped up where they sell out way too soon because the the website crashed and someone was up until midnight or whatever. They actually used to only do this stuff at midnight. Remember that while we were making the podcast. Yeah, they were doing I this do. all at midnight. So, yeah, there was a lot of hate from that because it was people would stay up like I can't stay up, and they were getting really, really upset. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's almost warranted too. Like I don't I don't necessarily blame folks for getting upset with the fact that no. you know blends sell out or whatnot. But but before we get deep into that, is there anything you wanted to touch on um, specifically? Maybe overarching, uh, maybe specifically in the beginning, what what have you? Yeah, I think the main thing, the overarching thing I wanted to get at is like this, these sort of things, these kind of small batch, it come and they go. It's very representative of, of things that I think about in life. And this is not to discount these blends because I think they're super important. I love them. and I love the idea of them. But a lot of things in life like Michael, I think he he realized, even though he had his loving wife at the end who kind of saved the day, a lot of this stuff is kind of like, it's. I know you don't like this word, but it's it's fleeting, right? Like this stuff, it comes and goes. And if we put too much, you know, hope in these things that we have, if we put too much hope in getting a small batch blend, we'll just kind of go about life very sad, if that makes sense. And you know, I, what I hope the listener got was that this just this isn't just about tobacco blends, though in this case it is, but it's it's about many other things in life where, it, you know, we can I, I call it I, I think we've talked about it here the Gatsby effect. I don't think if, mm-hmm. I don't think that's an actual phrase, but like once you get it, you know, you still have you have all the girls, you have the house, you have the cars, you have the like you're still gonna probably be sad if you're if you're putting Dude. your faith in getting all these things. This is true with, you know, as we relate it, especially to pipes, not just the tobacco, right? right? Uh, 
I got so many things at the um, the Smitty Cigar event in July, mm-hmm. and I like I don't. I think I kept one of those things. Mm-hmm. Now that said, it was during a transition point of moving yet again to um, North Carolina, so I was definitely going out of my comfort zone because I was like I would. I just had this FOMO. I was like, oh, I got to get a pipe from my favorite artisans. And and I did. And truth be told, both of those pipes, I no longer have. Um, and both of those folks listened to my podcast and they probably have found that out by now. Uh, maybe they saw it with, with someone else because uh, they're, they're being enjoyed by other folks. Um, but it was just like, did I, did I need them as much as I, did I want them as much as I needed them? Definitely not, mm. right? I didn't need them at all. But in that moment, it was so pressing because I was like, this is a pipe show. These two dudes are great. I don't need another, I don't got to be sold on a story because I love them. And like this pipe is a, like, uh, put his name out there. Kevin Foster had a super badass pipe and it sold like immediately. And I was so, I was considering, I was really bummed I didn't end up going with it. Um, so I went to like my second place um, pipe, which I had a lot of fun smoking. And then after a while, I was like, you know what? I I'm 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 ready to move on to another piece, right? It just it was one of those pipes that I got a ton of smokes out of, and you know, I just it didn't it didn't feel like it, it fit on my shelf because I couldn't help but think like I bought this for the specific reason of it was like a second place to the one that I really in, uh, desired. I actually have a Huber like that, and it is very expensive, and it's dangerously close to being <laughs> sent to you know a reseller man. Um, because of the same reason I got that pipe because the one I won and I talked about this and it's one of my biggest, you know, let go pipes that it was like this really beautiful Ram's head Fugu thing, but I ended up missing out on it. And so I bought this pipe as a, uh, kind of like a concession and get wife mm-hmm. loves the pipe. Everyone who sees it loves it. It's a really cool looking pipe, but whenever I smoke a man, I just think it wasn't the, it wasn't the one I really wanted. Um, but it's because there was like a, a a sense of urgency there, and moving forward, like I don't know, I just it, it it's fleeted. That has since fleeted. A lot of the right. little estate pipes that I bought, you know, have sent like, oh, this is such an old pipe, I gotta have it. And I don't know, it doesn't really matter to me anymore. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting feeling, and I don't, I think it's a newer feeling in the the realm of commercialism like consumerism and and having new things like the iphone effect you know they they always had this sort of stuff but i think when the when the iphone really started coming out like every year you would have a new one but it was like the same every time type of thing oh yeah that's been happening in the past like three ish four years people like whoa wait a minute now we're starting to catch on yeah like come on but it's just you know the small batch blends like I don't know. I, I'm I'm probably naive in my thinking, and tobacco blenders are going to be punching the air right now. But like, no, I mean they're they're not how doing many, it because they came up with like the next best yeah, hit, yeah. right? They're like, oh, this is we're a business. Let's make another great tasting tobacco yeah. that we can put out. It will sell this month. It'll be gone. We'll come up with another idea. Like this is it is a business. Tobacco is a booming For business sure. and it will continue to be a booming business. So that's actually another way to put it. Right, some blends are special. One Hundred Earth and Dreams was special. If you True. have FOMO from not getting that man, I totally feel you. I'm not discounting that. I'm actually encouraging it. 
because that was very special, right? Right. That was not a cash grab on any accounts from no. anybody. That was a special thing that we put together. And uh, I'm hoping that there we saved one bag um, so I can have one and never open it again <laughs> as like a little special token. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll pay full damn retail on that to get it, right? Sure. Uh, that That's a totally different story. But like, um, you know, other other tobaccos that come out, it's like, hey, what's a like? What's a good idea? The haunting, right? I'm, this, again, I'm not. We're getting hashtag deep here. I I love the folks at um, Cornell and Deal. I love Jeremy, and I'm going back to Twins this Friday where he had a, a wonderful wonderful blending event. Uh, but but that one like is like a a, a a holiday tobacco that comes out. They came up with an idea. They made it. I'm not saying it's bad. They came up with a good quality tobacco. Right. And they're going to do it again. They're blenders. It's not like. Whereas with Hundred Earth and Dreams, there was a lot of special love added to that because it was a blend, you know, designed by a listener of the show, Quinn Crawford, uh, in conjunction with the creator of the show, uh, you and I, and mm -hmm. making it represent everything that we've done. Totally different, right? Totally, totally right. different. Jeremy Reeves is like, let's call this thing the haunting. Slap some cigar leaf in it, work with the warped guys, and put something cool with a cool logo on it. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But when those things come out, it's okay to to realize that. Like, okay, this is just another, you know, monthly. If you're if you're huge in on like the the bright burleys like that, we're in, um, you know, that particular blend. Sure, go ahead, go nuts. Right. If you're a huge Red Virginia guy and you saw Krampus and Kringle Blake, and you're like, oh, dude, I can't let this one go. I totally get it because you're right. Right, that's your jam, right? When 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 Mac Baron releases their London Burley or any of their Burley blends that they used to produce all the time, now that they they do no longer, that's something I would consider jumping on uh, because it makes sense. But uh, Wessex Curly Block just just popped out of uh, nowhere. This is a wicked rare tobacco, um, and it's a Mega Virginia blend, but it's like this big. I'm talking like a almost like a sausage log of tobacco. <laughs> retails for like $115. It's it's expensive. It's a lot of tobacco, but it's definitely a premium because of uh how rare it is and and this is like again retail. And it like it sells out immediately. If you missed out on that or if you bought in on that, you equally you might be having some FOMO because you missed out, but you might also be having some regret cuz you spent $112 on a tobacco you never heard of. You just knew that it was super rare and everyone was posting about it in the Glad to Get by Pipe Club and you had to get it. Now everyone's posting about it on Instagram, you had to get it. I can see that. You can you might be having that regret, might be having that maybe not even a buyer's remorse, just like a dang, what am I doing here? You know what I mean? And I've had that. Like I said, I did I did it with pretty much all of my purchases from uh you know, my best purchase from the Smitty Scarvin was my cheapest purchase. It was a twenty-five dollar uh Bertram pipe from Redeem Pipes. Found in a you know, a, a basket of uh, you know, twenty-five dollar pipes. And uh yeah, it's a sweet pipe. But um yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 good to kind of as best you can think about it. But that's the hard part. You don't have a ton of time to think about it because yeah. they sell out. <laughs> I so, know. It's, I don't know, man. And there's also people that just like can't afford some of this stuff. I, I think that's another part of it is like or maybe they're it like I know it's sure it's twenty bucks or whatever it is, but like that's not in some people's budgets right now you know what i mean well no like and, and it might be two three times a year but when yeah. it's every single month sometimes twice a month 
sometimes yeah. twice a month. <laughs> because and it's like, it's one of those things where it's not just, you know, it's not just Cornell and Beal. I think we've been talking about them a bit, a bit, but it's like also Sutliff drop stuff. You know, then you have, um, was it the Briar Fellowship? I think I, I'm, I'm getting that correct. Like they're dropping cool tins and tobaccos and, you know, you have all kinds of things and hundred are than dreams. We'll throw, we'll throw a freaking wrench in it. A tobacco you, that wasn't even, you know, um, talked about beforehand. There was no, there was nothing there. And yeah, man, I just, it, it's the, the concept has all is always on my mind of never allowing something to like overtake my kind of just my my being if that makes sense and yeah oftentimes for me it's like things with related to working out because i don't have much time and it's super important to me but you know man i've been frustrated a lot lately about my you know my own inability or my own like lack of enjoying smokes man i've kind of been frustrated with that and you know i get to a point in the night or the day and i'm just like what am i doing like why 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 don't i just go outside right now and just enjoy this or why why don't i go with a friend out and do you know it yeah that that is me with making youtube videos Mm, okay literally i'm glad you brought that up and this is directly pipe smoking related my two hobbies man i have many but obviously pipe smoking pipe collecting that whole gig and then making videos right like i love the i love editing a video i love writing it i love doing it the whole thing it's just a great experience for me and then of course when i add it to to the content to be about my favorite thing pipes and tobacco it's a win-win-win you know like we're we're right we're flipping our revolvers barrel cylinder spinning you know this you're hitting red every time baby right exactly and i got home from work really early we're on a half day schedule for the next two weeks which is really really awesome i get home at about like one one ish and i was sitting there uh i was not gonna make a big meal or something i'd eaten or whatever actually i'm fasting so i just i i had nothing but time white get white was out get working you know i was smoked a pipe on the way home so i didn't want to I didn't need to go sit outside. Need as in like that wasn't as something that could take my time. Um, this is before I got addicted to Red Dead Redemption 2. Everything was in line <laughs> for me to <laughs> everything was in line for me to record this video uh that I have that I'm planning. I have one written for the Discord, how to use Discord, and then I have one coming up for uh early sometime in January. Um a new year video, but I gotta write that one. But but I just could not get myself to do it. I don't know why. I was like, would I have enjoyed it? Did I not? Did I want to set up? No. The setup take a lot of my time, probably 30 minutes, nothing crazy. And then I have all the stuff sitting out and it's not the funnest, right? It's not. But I don't know. I just, I didn't do it and I haven't done it. And, and most of the time when episodes aren't airing on, on Get Piped, it's because I just don't have the time to invest in the editing and, and writing and scripting, but but this was a perfect opportunity to do one of those things. Dude, I had a great hair day. Everything was looking good. I was wearing a polo. <laughs> like, this is this is picture perfect. I should get behind a camera and just do my thing. And I just didn't. And I got so frustrated with myself. So frustrated that I didn't do anything about it too. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I saw this another classic, probably was on my phone, but I saw a video and the guy was like, 
um dude i just i would do anything to get like some extra sleep man like i just i'm not sleeping anymore i I would do literally anything like oh maybe like going to bed eight hours before you have to wake up no not that (laughs) (laughs) it's like no i want to do everything but that exactly and that's kind of you know me with making a damn video and it's so freaking frustrating because like why don't i why don't i do it and i just i don't know i'm yeah very very frustrating it's very yeah, and the interesting thing I was talking about yin and yang today, and I don't I don't know much about yin and yang, just the the like equal and opposing forces type of thing. Someone who knows deeply about yin and yang will it's punching the air right now, and like yin the yin I'm saying yin yin is like the thoughtful the thought on action. I think that's correct. Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm getting them backwards. This is what he told me. But like the the thought about action and the reflection on it is important. And it's just as important as the taking action on those thoughts. And like you can think about doing things a lot and be reflective on it. And that pipe smoking offers that, you know, just as we mm-hmm. got in the story and everything like that. But there comes a point where you need to act on things. Yeah. Yep. You know? There's like, I have talked to producer wife a lot lately about, you know, we just have our, our discussions and everything. And one of them is like, you know, as a, as a Christian, like, you know, talking about prayer and it's like, I will pray to God for these things to happen and it'll be good. And, you know, it, 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 it'll be great. It brings about peace and everything, but like, say I want this action to happen, like, and I'll, I'll pray whatever it is. Like, Lord, bring this to me, whatever. But then I just sit back and I'm like, all right, you got it. Have fun. Bring bring this to me. Do it. And I don't act on maybe something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I think it's kind of useless. I, I don't, and that's not me saying, as you know, everyone out there, it's not me saying that that the idea of prayer is, is useless. But it's just like, there, there needs to be equal and opposing forces. Like if you're okay. you're doing this yeah, stuff, you need saying. you need to go out. You can't just sit back and be a lazy bum all day and not do well, anything. A lot of folks were will do this. Uh, you know, buy a bunch of business books, buy a bunch of yeah. this, buy a bunch of that, and they're all like, "Oh, I gotta get wiser." And you know, they have the heart. They have the heart to get like wealthy and and financially yeah. stable, maybe even you know, flip and rich. Right, they have the heart to do it, but they don't have like the the drive to do it. Right, yeah. and you're you're spending all of your time in preparation. You know, like oh, I got I I got so much done today. I read a a, a seven chapters on um you know creating an LLC. Okay, but did you create one? Well, no, I'm still <laughs> learning about like you know what I mean. It's like okay, when are you going to start acting? Right, when are you going right. to you going to put right. something into action? Um, and the other side of that is you know caveat there. I was in this boat where I read like. I read like 70 books in a year uh, during the COVID year, just before COVID, I think, or maybe into COVID. Uh, and a lot of these books you find just tell you the same, the same skedaddle. It's work hard, increase your financial intelligence. Wake like, up dude, at 4 a.m. That's why I'm reading your book. I want you, I don't need you to tell me to increase my financial intelligence. I'm reading your book. So tell me what to do. I want the knowledge. <laughs> and then it's Give like, the oh, knowledge. get a mentor, spend $10,000 on a mentor. And, get out there and try to buy a house and see, let it fail and that's that's the it's action like you need to do i'm like ah oh, dude i need to i didn't need to pay, pay you 75 dollars in the four books to tell me that four times but um no I, I totally get it though like there there absolutely needs to be some form of an, of an action well i think when it comes to 
like, yeah, I, I don't know how much this relates to the actual story and the blend, but I think just like what I'm getting at or, or the idea that how we kind of got here is like, don't wallow in self-pity about this sort of stuff. I, th- I think you need to just like, I don't want to say suck it up, but shake it off is a better way to say it. Shake it off. Yeah. Yeah, Like he's swift. (laughs) Literally. Is the blender's going to blend, 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 blend. And yeah. And there'll be, there'll be a time, right? Like there'll be a time where you'll get, (laughs) that was bad. (laughs) I'm trying, I'm still trying to come up with the next part of the chorus, you know, tobacco wise. Yeah. The smoke Uh, is going to smoke, smoke. (laughs) Okay. Shake it off. Shake it off. We had our odes last week. We're good there. Um, but I think, yeah, shake it off, man. There's gonna there's or lady, there's gonna be something else that comes along that you'll you'll be able to get. Or maybe not. Maybe you just stick with something else, like and not worry too much about these things. And yeah, go ahead I, to I think, like a like an event, you know, or let's talk about all the small batch that we have. We have hmm. Let's let's be upfront. Sometimes we get stuff sent to us. Other times we don't. Yep. Cornell and Deal does a, a great job of sending us some some tobacco. Uh, but either way, all of these companies, if they ever do, uh, unless it's like a pipe thing, like if it's a tobacco specifically, they're going to say, "Hey, y- you can talk about it. You might not want to talk about it. It's up to you. Feel free to share your thoughts with us, the company. But uh, it's it's for you guys to to decide what you want to do. So there's no there's no hard set agreement. That that's great. So we make the fun stuff about the Krampus because it's great entertainment for for us and it's something that we want to do but you'll find that other batches we just kind of skip out on but but sometimes I'll buy them sometimes I'll buy two tins of myself or whatever but yeah it's a uh, of all the ones that I buy or don't buy like you know ask producer guy like he's he's given some away at, at this point you know to other to friends to get them into pipe smoking you know I would ask I would ask you to ask all of your other pipe smoking friends how many of the small batch blends do they have in their drawer that aren't getting smoked, right? You know, sometimes yeah. there's nothing wrong with just, just you know, shaking it off and going with a, either not purchasing a, a blend at all or, or going with a one that you, you do know that you're going to enjoy. But, you know, a lot of other tobaccos are sitting in my, my drawer, man. And that might be enough for, uh, to, to, to quell the, the small batch uh, fatigue or the small batch frustration when you're we're missing out on it or whatever but yeah but it also turns into a fatigue right there is absolutely uh what what we're calling a, a small batch fatigue people are just tired of this you know the money's there like they're not going to go anywhere they're going to continue to be made they're going to con- continue to sell but but i think it is worth noting that there is a small batch fatigue going around there are folks yeah. who are uh s- strong consumers and supporters of say sutliff or say Cornell and Deal, GLPs, what I mean, GLPs isn't dropping a new tobacco every month. Uh, but but there's there's strong supporters of these companies. I, I just think of a guy who, you know, loves Cornell and Deal, right? And he's like, oh, they got a new blend. They got a new blend. I gotta try it. I gotta try it. But but it gets to a point where, man, I've bought a tin from you every damn month for the past three years, right? And about three years is when the small batch thing really kind of took off, maybe even four. But yeah, like I that that could get a little frustrating maybe Yeah. At, at, at the individual level. But again, when we look at it as the collective whole, it, it makes absolute sense. Continue to do this. But yeah, I, I can see how 
there could be a frustration amongst the folks who may, might even have the opportunity, the means, the the money, the whatever, and they're ready to buy another pin, but they just get, they're just like, can we just come up with something that's is set in stone? Um, this is actually a great conversation for a, a blender. Like, a, yeah, we'll have to get um, someone on or even like a, one of the, the leads of, of smoking pipes or Sutliff and ask them the, I don't know the answer to this. I'm sure some of the listeners do like, what is, like, why does Drocker and Sons come out with uh, new tobaccos? Uh, and, you know, Cornell and Deal is coming out with very few. Like, like I've always heard that there's a, a lot of uh, tax and code and regulation that has to go yeah. into making a new blend uh, on the market. I know aromatic blends that are new are, are really hard. I've heard it's upwards of like million dollars just in fees of like, tax stuff and, and something crazy i don't know how true that is but i know it is a significant number and there is a a problem with getting new aromatics at least from the the big manufacturing standpoint but um yeah i don't know i it's like these are questions that i think a you know a hardcore you know cornell and deal guy could be be asking like why are we doing is it he's like oh is it a cash grab are they just are they never going to come out with a new uh blend for forever they're just going to continue to give me anthology for the next 55 years until they're at anthology 55 like they might i don't know um, yeah but anyway i i think as we kind of back out of that i like adopting the shake the shake it off method right because as i mentioned three three freaking times now people are going to enjoy the stuff they're going to continue to and i don't think we need to get rid of that stuff because it is making the niche it would be making the niche more niche people are having fun with it they like looking forward to these drops um but but maybe there is a, a middle ground maybe there is a way to uh you know show the the consumers of fine tobacco that we're not just you know trying to trying to make cash off it and and there's there's nothing wrong with that man and i, I caveat that with like i got a, a letter in the mail from smoking pipes like a happy christmas um you know letter that's awesome that's all i need okay yeah Give me another shotgun of of uh, small batches to, to yeah. buy or whatever. I don't care. That was that was like that went a really really long way to me. So I, I just know the the people who are doing this are their minds are in the right place. Um, and, and in my opinion, is one making the people happy and making money. That's in my opinion the right place. So I don't know. I think I think Michael probably was getting a little bit angry. I think his anger, his little frustration, was very well warranted and. I do also think it made the gift a little bit more sweeter, right? If he mm. was just kind of, if he was to shake it off, like if he didn't have to shake it off, he was like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. It might not have meant anything. And that's okay. Like if me gifting you a tin of small batch, whatever, doesn't mean anything to you. And you're like, oh, cool, thanks. That's fine. But for Michael, it actually right. meant something very special. And it was because of that frustration. So it goes to show that he was kind of hiding, maybe even hiding behind, uh, you know, oh, you know, there's too much, small batch stuff it's a little, getting ridiculous sells out anyway i don't even care and then mm. like you get the thing and it's like oh you know okay thank you That's so much and nice. yeah it makes it makes a great wholesome gift um so yeah man I, I thought this was a great great tale i think it it really captured this is something that i've been wanting to talk about for quite some time this whole small batch fatigue and you know what are my thoughts on it i'm i'm pretty pro market when it comes to it but i have it too man you know i just I'll, I'll reiterate, I look at this little tobacco seller I have, and there's so many tins in there where I I enjoyed the first few bowls of it, but it was nothing spectacular. And I'm, I'm not 
when we identify as a pipe person or a tobacco person, I'm more of a pipe person. I think I always will be, but I've noticed there's parts of me that are starting to sway tobacco-y. I'm starting to look at my mm. cellar and be like, eh, I don't really want this tobacco here that I don't, that I know I'm not going to smoke or like, I don't know. That's where, that's where I was talking about fool's gross common anomaly. Cause I've been reaching for that more. But, but like I said, when, when I smoke like a lot, like a lot, a lot, three to four bowls a day, man. Um, and, and maybe not full bowls, like I might, get the, but three to four different smokes, like a, a whole something time has gone by and now I'm going back into the car and I can either light up a new pipe or continue to crush one. A lot of times I just switch out tobaccos or whatever, but, but even for me, I I'm having trouble getting through all these tobaccos, right? Like I'm, I love my Mac Baron. I love my LJ Peretti's. I love my Squires. I love a lot of the Cornell and deal blends as well, but, but I find myself you know, as my portfolio of blends that I really enjoy, you know, especially as we get into winter and I start cracking into my, you know, the Dark Lord GLP's English blends, those Latakia mixtures, I, like my, my portfolio is just getting bigger and bigger. So when we get a small batch, what the way my mind's looking at it is, oh, small batch, uh, you know, it's, uh, what happens in January? Uh, is that Martin Luther King? Yeah. Day? Yeah. yeah. You get Martin Luther King tobacco, the new special small batch release, right? I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Let me crack this open, smoke a bowl. And then like, okay, it's solid. When my mind is like, oh, I need to smoke more of it because I just purchased it or whatever. But I'm also thinking, oh, this is taking away from the smokes that I do enjoy, that I know I'm going to enjoy, and that I'm going to have a great time with. You know, those Burleys, you know, those, those Squire Aromatics, uh, those, those GLP's Englishes. And that's another factor into this whole small batch fatigue, which is something that I don't think people think about right i don't when i'm making the damn purchase oh i gotta get my two tens you know make the sale make the purchase go go on but yeah i don't know um, it's something i'm considering so think about that think about your seller think about what you got right now you know if you're if you're on the lower end of cellaring you know maybe maybe add one that is super appealing to you uh don't try to try to try to shake off the fomo as best you can i know I don't do a very good job at it. We don't do a good job at it when we make a whole episode dedicated to Krampus. I get it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of my my take on this. I don't know if you had you know, any additional pieces, maybe with the, the lovingness of the wife. That was pretty wholesome. I did appreciate that. Um, yeah. you, could, you could kind of tie that to friendship. You know, it doesn't have to be a spouse. It's That's a great way to gift is tobacco. <laughs> that is a great gift. That is a great gift. I, I think, yeah, that culminated it. To to ultimately, yes, he got the gift, but I think Michael and what we should all truly realized it, realize is like often the gift is not actually what is given to you. It's what you realize. And in this moment, oh. he realized he was, yeah, he was he realized that people cared about him. And I think, man, that's all I care about sometimes. You know, I, I like I don't really care about a, a gift like you're not a good gift receiver we just talked about that I don't, I don't think i am either but it's like in a moment when you receive something like that whether it's maybe a little package in the mail from a friend maybe it's a text message a call uh, a letter whatever it may be just knowing that you're remembered and you're thought about man that means a lot that means a lot in this world of yeah. just kind of like going about life and doing it doing it speedily and yeah so i think that's that's all i really wanted to touch 
kind of on Sarah and, and what she provided Michael and just the story overall. The overarching themes are very important to to the pipe smoking, but I think like most things, it can be taken, you know, into the greater life of, of yeah. the individual. So, dude, I I love the you kind of put it into perspective, right? That well, rather into words, but may, maybe change my perspective. the The gift you get isn't the actual gift. So we, as I had mentioned at the top of the show, yeah, wife and I did our little celebration y Christmas thing. I got mm. her like I'm so maybe I'm a horrible gift giver. I got her one sweet gift that she hasn't actually discovered yet. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but I she unwrapped everything that I got her and there's like sweatshirts and like some sweatpants, but they had some meaning like her favorite artist um was a sweatshirt and then like we watch a TV show. So I got her some sweatpants and I got a pair that we, we can be matching and whatnot. She got me a um a kitty calendar with she does this Aww. every year. Uh, but it has it's like a custom one. So she it's like all of our cats from January to this. I mean, it's a it's a calendar the the, the months of the <laughs> so. But it's it's all the photos that we've taken and they're very very beautiful. Uh, we hang it up or whatever every year. So that was very sweet and that maybe it was the gift that made the rather the act of gifting it the first time that made that one special. Now it's just like okay, an expected gift. But the last thing she gave me was. Something that I don't really care for, but because mm. we had talked about it, but when when I got it, I was like, whoa, this is really awesome. This is a great gift. And I couldn't really put my finger on why it was a great gift. It was a book um, of our entire Ireland trip, all of our photos, all the photos I took oh. with my camera, her camera, or well, when she was taking the photos with the camera, uh, we had probably 400 plus photos. Some of the ones that I post on Instagram uh, about me smoking pipes. So there's me smoking pipes in them. And she now just like in, made this real, like, right, we have these on our phone, but seeing them in person in a photo album, all 400 photos in this big green book, dark, deep emerald looking <laughs> photo album. I was like, whoa. And, you know, we had talked about doing this and I was like, yeah, you know, like that sounds cool. Like I'm, I think that'd be really cool, but I kind of brushed it off because I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't care too much about, you know, photos. I think it'd be cool, but I don't want to put the work into it. And then when I got the the item as a gift, I was like, whoa, you went out of your way. You spent probably a great deal of time going to wherever, you know, Walmart to print all the CBS, getting the book, putting them in all 400 photos, making sure both sides are all oriented Ooh. properly. And yeah, and then it was the the realization that she did all that and made it into a thing that was the gift and that was the i didn't realize that until you had just said it like i was like well mm. you, you did a lot for me and that was the gift it wasn't the actual book with the pictures like that's great love to show the you know kids that in 40 years or whatever right um, but, right but it's it's it stems past that which is something that i really did appreciate okay man well that has been our freehand fables let us know what you think. Let us know how you feel, how you have maybe navigated kind of these same sort of feelings. We we truly want to know. You can send us a message on our website, www.getpipe.co. There's a way to send us a little message on there. Uh, or you can do it right to our email, show at getpiped.co. Adam and I both get that so we can see what you said. And we just want to know because these feelings, this stuff is important, man. It's it's good to feel this sort of stuff. It's good to feel the anger, you know, the frustration, you know, but then it's what you do with it, right? You don't you don't want to go out and just be mean to people. Like we I've been navigating that with a little toddler, man. 
Like toddlers have emotions. They get angry. They get frustrated. They start throwing stuff. We don't want to do that. We want to do talk about this stuff and, you know, discuss it. So we don't get to that point where, you know, we're like Michael and we're ignoring being sad around our family. You know, we want to have this joy, spread that joy, spread the joy of pipe smoking and tobacco as well. So thank you all for listening. Cue that music for the segments. Segments, segments, let's go. We got a few today. We got a few today. We got some over under. We got some some this or that. And we got a little new one that we'll go over here in a bit. So stay tuned for that. But the first one today, we got a little bit of over under from our good friend Tim J. Uh, we over under is our segment where Adam rates something overrated or underrated. These are all pipe smoking relay. We got a little. Got a little, you know, bonus one here at the end. That's not pipe smoking related, but we'll, we'll get into that. So let's uh, let's hit these three here. So the first one we got is Savinelli pipes. Overrated, underrated. Um, I'm gonna go. Mm, there, a lot of people love them. A lot of people love them. They are well, well appreciated. Mm. Uh, I think. I, I'm kind of, I could go either three, either of them, any of them. I, I don't know. And I don't want to go properly rated as like a scapegoat here. But mm. I think, maybe I'm going properly rated as a scapegoat. <laughs> I th- I don't know. I'm not sure. Because the, they're great pipes, right? They always, they, they're so beautiful. They launch the right times, I think, in terms of, you know, when to come out with like a gator finish or... Uh, a nice finish on their bings or whatever. People go nuts for the bings. I've never had a problem with my Savinelli's. I think I'm going to go underrated. And I'm I'm saying that because I I don't have one anymore. I've had many, I've owned many over the years. I've really, I really did enjoy them, but I just didn't have that kind of connection, that personal connection with uh, Savinelli as a company or, uh, you know, may, maybe it was the particular pipes, but there's been a couple of Savinelli autographs that have been, that I've seen that have been really calling me. Um, you know, I don't, I couldn't, they're probably long gone, but as I've seen more and more autographs, I'm more interested in those. It's something that Peterson used to do. They didn't do uh, what was, they didn't call it the autograph. I think they just call it, there was the freehand series or uh, something like that. But it was, this was a long time ago. Uh, Their master carver, Patty was, was behind this and, and they're very, very rare. I don't think they'll ever do something like that again. Um, despite them launching their, uh, their plateaus, not freehand, they're still, you know, same production line. But but the, the the autographed is is very interesting to me. But I don't know. Maybe Savinelli will come out with a you know a line that that really does call to me. So I'm hoping they do soon. Uh, I'd like to add one to my collection. Yeah, I'm I'm I would love to add a sweet autograph to my collection one day. I just I'm just not in the position to to spend my money on on really any pipes. I've been going a little crazy uh, on some spending with with tobacco and pipes. So I'm I'm really trying to ease off for a while. But yeah, they're cool. Uh, I, all of them, uh, all all the things that Salvinelli does, I'm I'm a big fan of. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go underrated on that. 
Love it, man. All right, next one we got. Oh, <laughs> we did not necessarily plan this, but small batch blends. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Well, man, I I guess if you are someone who does not like the the long form content of our short stories or, or freehand fables, uh, rewind and you'll give me you'll get my answer on that one. Maybe this is a good justification <laughs> on why we have three three series. Or three segments this episode. Um, I, I guess properly rated. Yeah, for all of the reasons I said earlier. All right. Man, quick fire here. And our last one, transitioning all your tobacco to jars. Mega overrated. Is it wise? Oh. Yes. It's it's absolutely wise. It's something you it's something that makes sense, but yeah, overrated, man. I just I just tobacco's good dry it doesn't have to be it can't be bone dry uh, i talked about how the the seattle pipe club tins are a little bit too big for the amount of tobacco that it contains they oftentimes contain more than two ounces but either way it's still too big of a can i once that tin once that seals cracked that's something you might want to consider drying do i consider it nope and i regret it uh in the future when i eventually go back to the to the tin but but man my cornell and deal ones tend to do quite well my like those biscuity looking tins tend to do well uh the there are a few dunhill old peterson blends now that the, the, now peterson but prior was dunhill i had some, like an elizabethan i have a balkan sobrani these are really rare tobaccos dry as you know like bones that have been in the ground since you know stone age kind of thing like too dry and i that was an l on my part should have put those in some um or rather it just too much time had had gone by but yeah i I don't know man i just i'm not a jar guy i can't remember the last time the last time i took actually tobacco from a jar was probably at smitty's or you know vegas or chicago when they do these these tobacco bars and i can try some and there's something about the tins that like i'm it's probably 60 70 percent going for the blend and then 30, 40% going for the tin. Like there's, there's a, there's an aspect. I, this is a great way to put it. If I have Mac Baron Burley Flake, my favorite, probably, I was thinking about this. I don't know if it's my favorite tobacco, but it's my tobacco. I have the most of enjoy the most. Do with you what you will with that information. Uh, if, if I have a sealed tin or now even an open tin, an open tin of the flake, Mac Baron Burley Flake, and then I have a jar full of Burley Flake. Which am I going to go for? They're both in front of me. You would lo- you would probably think the jar because you've already you know transferred it. If you're not aging it, I would still rather crack a tin. I'd rather crack a new because it's just such a sweet little package, and I love how Mac Baron does the the gold little foil instead of a uh, um, the the paper, the constant onslaught of paper they had to get through to get through to a uh, the damn. Cornell deal. I don't. I don't. I can't stand that paper fiasco going on. Um, but yeah, I just jars aren't cool. There's it's that's so overrated. So overrated. Is it smart? Yes. Is it cool? <laughs> Absolutely not. All right. And then we got our little bonus one from Uncle Leo. He asks overalls. Love that. Um, this is this is a tough one because I think they're cool. Uh, Gay Wife has a pair that looks really awesome. And, you know, we, she worked to the Guinness factory, which was just like a perfect combo. Oh, and, 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 and ladies can, can, can really rock. This as like an outfit. I feel yeah. like if you're a, if you're a lad, you're probably doing it 
for the purpose of wearing something that's outdated and that in turn becomes like mm. oh, okay this is like not that cool um <laughs> now if you're like a if you're a, a you know an overall rock and hillbilly you know oh, yeah. for sure this is your gig or a worker like right but i think i still this made me this question makes me want to get a pair i've never owned well when i was a kid i had some when i was a boy i must have been super cute in my overalls but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go underrated i might get a pair after this a nice solid denim pair yes love it all right well if you have any other over under topics you want us to talk about again typically they're they're pipe smoking related but you can throw in an extra bonus one there send them to show at getpipe.co or you can send them to our discord there's specific over under section in there our next segment today we got some this or that and we have a lot of these just because you know it's our podcast we can do whatever we want we got uh three people who sent in some this or that's we got some we'll we'll hit a non-christmas related one first and then we'll kind of get into the holiday ish ones here so we've got three different people three folks that sent us in some so the first one is from tempered warrior aka caleb they ask Jameson or Redbreast 12 and some context here says, help me settle a debate to pe- between my friend and I, Jameson or Redbreast 12. Jameson is good, but tastes like water after Redbreast 12. <laughs> okay. With the context that changes the fact, right? Because mm. if anyone is comparing regular Jameson, bottom shelf Jameson to Redbreast 12, which is technically their bottom shelf. Of of red breast, they only like that's their base model is the twelve year, yeah, hundred percent red breast twelve. Uh, I mean, it's like an unfair comparison, right? That's that's comparing a, an aged red Virginia to a, a brand new red Virginia, right? It, there's going to be some maturity that happens with the leaf. Same with Scotch, right? An a older Scotch is going to be better than a younger Scotch. Now that doesn't mean some people might prefer the flavors, the harshness of a of a, a newer tobacco or a newer scotch or a newer whiskey. But if you're asking me, this or that, Redbreast Twelve. But Jameson does have some other stuff which is quite neat. And Jameson is like a great whiskey. It is like the mixing whiskey. I would say that's like your, you know, uh, any kind of whiskey drink. I don't. I couldn't really name any. Cause I'm so. Un- unlearned as we were talking last week or a couple of weeks ago about about what cocktails are but anyway red breast is just a wonderful rounded drink um is it better than Tullamore 12 Ooh, i don't know but that's for another question for another time that is all right our next three are from garrett hines thank you for sending these in i believe we got these through our email so first one which scenario could you live with more easily Smoking your all-time favorite tobacco once a month or your least favorite blend every day. Oh, dang. That's a good one because I'm, I'm interpreting that as your least favorite. So not the tobacco you hate the most. You know what I mean? Most, most of the time, like my least favorite thing in the world is this. Like, and it's, you're talking about your bottom tier, something you don't enjoy. I'm, I'm going to take this as like, or is that too, is that? Uh, 
it's not like you're what's that what's that um burly you hated you liked at first and then hated old joe krantz oh gosh yeah yeah oh i do not like that yeah say you i i don't know i feel like that's what well then of course i would know i wouldn't do that because why would i smoke something i i don't like <laughs> So, so okay. I, um, Uncle Leo sent me a tobacco. Uh, the five five brothers. I've had I've had five brothers before. It's a okay. shag cut burley, um, and it's it's solid. That that's like it, like I enjoy it, but it is a solid codger blend. It's it's I would say it's actually better than um, the the Albert Prince Alberts and the the Sir Walter Raleigh. But even so, even that Sir Walter Raleigh, I I wouldn't even consider that a favorite, but I enjoy it. But it's a burley. So if we're talking about all of my favorite burleys and that's like at the bottom, I would I would maybe go with that. I, I'm a pipe smoker, man. And as much as I love my pipes, there's something that, you know, Brian Brian Levine made this wonderful joke that he, I'm sure he tells at every party. Uh, his car doesn't start unless it is he go, Oh, it's this weird thing, you know. My car doesn't start unless the uh unless my pipe's smoking. I don't know what's wrong with it. Uh saying that he just can't drive without smoking a pipe. And I am almost the same way. Like if get wife's in the car, damn, sometimes I'm punching the air because I'd love to be enjoying a pipe um, on a long car ride with her. But but when she's not in, man, I am smoking a pipe and I will take my least favorite tobacco over. I, I would get rid of Mac Barron. I'd get rid of LJ Peretti. You know, I'd get rid of Squire. Like if I if I had to go with a Codra blend every day, I, I would settle for that for an everyday versus once a month. Once a month, just it's not going to fly, man. Not for me. All right. Next one we got is when Christmas rolls around, would you rather receive a one hundred dollar pipe or one hundred dollars worth of your favorite tobacco? It's like a great antithesis to that last question. Almost, uh, I'm gonna go with the tobacco, and the reason being is because I'm now realizing the value of finding your favorite tobacco or one of your favorites and having a lot of it. I looked at like this trove of Mac Baron Burley Flake I have, and I, I am happy with that. $100 in Mac Baron Burley Flake goes a very long way. Now, unfortunately, $100 in a pipe does not go a very long way. You can get it. There are out there. There's many out there. There's, you know, ar- arguably one of the greatest pools of of pipes are out there, but it still doesn't, take you a long way right i really think the right. the core price for a pipe is for me you know not not in terms of what i'm able to spend or what i want to spend hell i want to spend 40 dollars, but the the best bang for buck like the best quality in terms of aesthetics and story and handmade ship or even a factory ship just the quality just kind of climaxes at the Two hundred fifteen to to I would say two hundred two hundred ish range. I'm gonna go two hundred ish range. There's some sweet factory pipes I got around like one forty, one thirty, one fifty. Um, the again the Peterson plateaus were at two hundred. Yeah, those those are those are real solid quality pipes. I don't ha- I have one not from the this recent drop. We'll talk about that another time. But you know the artisan game. You know you're looking at entry entry level in terms of the folks who are like really established as the the entry level tier you're you're looking at like the two fifteen ish range up to like two seventy five that's that's a great value for an artisan pipe so I I love that area I love it I wish it were cheaper again I love money and I love buying lots of the things I like for as little of the dollars out of my pocket as possible just like you guys but but I find that 
that's probably the sweet spot. So I, I $100 ain't getting me super far on a pipe. And again, if it's a gift as well, a little caveat here, a little asterisk, a little icing on the cake here, it could be my next get rid of pipe. You know, it's, I am very particular. I'm not saying you shouldn't gift pipes. You should definitely give pipes to people who aren't pipe people. Gifting pipes to pipe people can be a little bit dicey. Um, that's something we could talk about, but yeah, there's there's been times where get wife's like, oh, this is the pipe. You should get this one. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> we have such different tastes. Producer guy and I have such different tastes. True. Ours are more aligned than than get wife and I's are. Um, and I think producer wife and yours are more aligned together. But when it comes to mm. you know, me and get wife, we're we're pretty opposite sides of the spectrum in terms of what we what we like. So if if I get a gift for a hundred dollar pipe, yeah, it's uh, I'm now in this weird position where if I don't love it. It's probably gonna get sold, which also feels wrong in a way. I don't yeah. know. That's that's a tough one for me. All right. Our last one from Garrett. If your favorite tobacconist came out with a new Christmas themed blend, would you want it to taste like Christmas cookies or your favorite Christmas pie? Okay, so I, I looked at this question. Let's define what a Christmas pie is. Ooh. Is that just your favorite Fruit pie? Cake. Consume, yeah, is that like an <laughs> apple pie? Like I love apple pie around Christmas. Uh, eat, pumpkin still is a banger around there. Uh, there's some chocolate pies that come out, but that is kind of similar to the this as opposed to the that. I feel like if, mm. if we're interpreting it that way, I'll give you your pie. Here you go. It is the peppermint stick ice cream mixed with Cool Whip and the, the the crust is an Oreo cookie crust. What? Did you just make that up? Nah, man. That's a staple. That is? Yeah, that man. That sounds wonderful. In the so, but I would argue that's... House. Well, bring that over when you when you come over. Oh, true. Surprise, yeah. he's coming over at some point. <laughs> very soon. Um, not for Christmas. Anyway, so I don't know. It's very similar to Christmas. Like both aromatics, both absolutely aromatics. So I'm going to interpret this as a, yeah, a yummy, like a savory pie. We're talking like a, a pot pie or a, a shepherd's pie, cottage oh, pie type of deal. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm morphing this. So it's like, would I want my favorite blender to come out with a sweet Christmas cookie, aromatic blend, or would I want them to make a, you know, a savory blend? Oosh. So I love, I love the the drop of all these fun aromatics for the holiday. Uh, but because of that, I don't have to wish for it. I don't have to pick because it just happens. So to contrast that, I'm going to go with the Christmas pie that I'm also morphing yet again. I would love for a, because I, I always think of three nuns, right? Three nuns is a great tobacco for me that for some reason, I don't know, it just has like this pine note to it, the modern three nuns that reminds me of Christmas. And it's not one that I've smoked yet. I got to find a tin, crack it open if I have one. But but I would love like a, you know, I'd love the Squire or LJ Peretti or, you know, whomever, even the, the bigger blenders to come out with a, like a deeper English or something that has like those, that dark fired kind of wood, woodsy, burny, um, you know, put a lot of burly in there. Yeah, I'm going to, like I'm thinking, honestly, I actually pitched this to, to uh, our good friend Quinn, but I have this idea where, we're going to help make, this isn't going to necessarily be a GPR. We're, we're not trying to slap another blend on the table uh, from the get piped reserve of tobaccos, but I, I want not yet. them to make a cottage pie. 
Now, cottage pie and shepherd's pie has been heavily discussed throughout the Get Pie podcast lore. This right? is true. Just, and I don't know why, but it keeps coming up. I mean, I love the things. That's probably part of it. But but the folks really got involved in the whole, what's cottage pie versus, no, shepherd's pie is any kind of, you know, potatoes with, with a ground meat. It doesn't have to be ground beef. No, you're wrong. That's cottage pie. Shepherd's pie is made with lamb. But the Squires, one of their best uh, English blends is shepherd's pie. And it was uh, blended by uh, the intern before Quinn. So I also mistakenly thought Quinn made shepherd's pie, not realizing I was like, oh, Quinn's more new than that. Right. I forget the, I think Caleb was the guy's name before, but I, I don't quite remember. So I want Quinn to make his own version of a a blend similar to shepherd's pie, but Quinned up and definitely different. Not one that, it's not a match, right? And And we call it, cottage pie so i don't i don't want to take this under the gpr reins but i do i want all the hardcore listeners to get pie podcast to know that we put this into motion and I, i'm not saying it's happening you know john david and quinn could be like that idea is so bad i hate you you know that could happen you're fired uh, but, but if if that's the case and and they do like the idea i am all for it so sure. i'm gonna go with that uh also, I hope it's not a holiday blend. So I'm really just throwing your question all over. I'm just yeah, writing yeah. the question, apparently, but I'm going with the, the Christmas pie. <laughs> all right. And we got five more. These are going to be super quick fire. These are from Smoke Baca. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Number one, peppermint bark. or Well, why do we have so many? This is fun. I think I just said flip it. Peppermint bark or toffee brittle uh peppermint bark toffee sounds so cool because i like coffee and it's just nothing like coffee because it's not it's toffee yeah, yeah it's and tough. it's not great peppermint bark uh i'm gonna do man i forgot to like do my part in all this that's, that's okay. okay this right. this one's a quicker and easier yeah. one i think i'm gonna do i'm gonna do peppermint bark yeah Okay. Uh, number two, divinity or fudge? And for those of you who do not know what divinity is, it's an older recipe. Um, it's it's a vintage recipe, I should say. And it's kind of described as somewhere between fudge, um, even though there's no chocolate in it, in most of divinity, nougat, and marshmallow. It's like this billowy, super sweet, airy candy confection, and it tastes well divine as a lot of people describe it and yeah it looks super delicious look it up if you haven't already um but well we got this one divinity versus fudge um okay i've never had divinity in my entire life uh, this yeah, is a okay. southern confection does that yeah. was it served with pecans i know that's what i'm seeing the picture i found has pecans with it but i don't think that's the i'm not a pecan guy it looks like it is. It looks like it's mixed, uh, like pecans are in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nope. 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 Oh, We're going dang. Fudge. Yep. Not. Nah. The best way to make something worse is to add any kind of nut to it. You and producer wife would get along in that way. She I love. I love that. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go fudge as well on this one. It's so like versatile. You can do all kinds of fudge, and honestly, they're all so good. But if you get like real, real fudge you can have some problems like it's both amazing but it's like you can Heavy, only have rich. so much your stomach might feel fine but you, it, you're right it's so rich that you're like my insides feel weird i'm like yeah. whoa what is going on this is like 
you that is the best way to get like a flavor. Honestly, of all things that create like a flavor fatigue, fudge is the fastest way to get it. <laughs> That's fair. One piece is good, but maybe two might be okay. Three is like, whoa, what am I eating? Yeah, that's it doesn't get gross. It's just this weird thing that happens with just fudge. It's just because it's so damn rich. But yeah, yeah, fudge is good. All right. Number three, uh, icing decorated gingerbread men or Christmas cookies, which I think are Christmas typically cookies. like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Christmas cookies. When I think Christmas cookies, we think of uh, how, uh, you know, like the the ones with the little graphic on them, which we talked mm-hmm. about this last yeah. two weeks ago. Somehow they're like getting a t-shirt press and putting on these like graphics yeah. on the, the sugar cookies. Um, but dude, gingerbread men, quick aside, I think we talked about this last year, so I'll make it really short. When I was babysat way back in the day at babysitting age, we had, uh, her name was Michelle. She had gingerbread cookies, like some hostess or, you know, post, whatever those brands are. And I just could not stand them. So I had the very cheapest type of gingerbread in history. Uh, but ever since then, I've I've always hated gingerbread, uh, mm. which is really which is a really huge bummer because I don't think I like I like the smell for the most part. Like I've had gingerbread yeah. co- coffee or like you know not like flavored stuff, but you know, like a black coffee that's you know ginger or something gingerbread. Yeah. It's it's typically pretty good, but yeah, for that reason, I just ugh, man, I do not like gingerbread cookies, especially with the the shape of the man. Ooh, gives me the yeah. heebie-jeebies. Interesting. That's a weird. Yeah, all that's from weird. You know, twenty years ago, twenty. Oh yeah. man, that's sad. That's twenty probably plus. Twenty. It's two bummer. decades. Yeah, when you say two decades, it sounds worse. Um, Some listeners are I'm like, gonna... "Man, dude, two decades ago I was out of high school." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, shut two, up. Okay. Two I decades ago, I had my first kid at the age of exactly. thirty. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna go Christmas cookies as well. Those are ones that you do not get flavor fatigue. And you could just no. eat them. You could <laughs> you could like Kirby those vacuum suck them. <laughs> I don't know why. That was, I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, all right. Second to last one. Rum cake or banana nut bread? Again, I love banana Dang. bread, but the moment you put nuts in it, you make it worse. Mm. It is so much better. You know, it's just it's like, banana dude. bread. Banana bread. So I got to go with rum cake. I don't even know what rum cake is, but I like. <laughs> I think I like the idea of what rum tastes like. There's like know. so many nuts in it. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bread made out of nuts or a cake. All right. Uh, I'm going to do banana nut bread. That's I don't mind nuts and stuff, and I just love banana bread. And see, that was hard for me because I love also banana love. bread. Banana bread. Banana bread at work, bread. dude. Hell yeah. I don't know what that's from. Oh, it's a funny video. Look it up. Banana bread at work. Um, last one, Russian tea cakes or bonbons? And for those of you who do not know Russian tea cakes, those are aka wedding cookies or snowball cookies, as they're kind of also known as. Um, I don't know what either of these are, to be honest. I've heard of bonbons. Uh, oh, I know the snowball cookies. Oh. <gasps> those ones they're like powdery and they're weirdly dry but really good i haven't had those in a long time if they're done right you can get the store-bought ones i think like i think folks will bring them to parties and they're really really hard those are not good but when they're soft and Mm -hmm. you know have that sweetness yeah i'm gonna go with those i just looked up a picture what are bonbons isn't that just like chocolate or something can can you do the can kit no it's not (laughs) can you do the bonbon (laughs) can you do (laughs) 
Um, bonbons. Let me see here. We got some like seemingly just a chocolate, like peanut butter y thing. Oh, those do look kind of fun. Yeah. I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do bonbons in this case. I think I, I'm switching. I'm switching now to bonbons because I love when, I love the like variety of like almost truffles mm, and they have different yeah. things in the middle and it, it's always fun. You never know what you're going to get. The, picture, the pictures never line up with the label. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like those. Those are fun. Bonbons. Team I will, bonbon. Yeah, team bonbons. I'll add one thing. My mother-in-law makes pfeffernus. I think that's what it is. It's like cookies with powdered sugar. They have like, it's a certain, um, it's a certain, I think it's German, which makes sense because they're of German descent. Uh, super good. Really like them. But you can only have like one or two. And it's not like a flavor fatigue thing because they're rich. It's just like the flavors. I would describe it sort of like licorice in that Ugh. family, maybe like a black licorice, but very toned down. And I don't know. It's good. I can only have one or two at a time. Mm. But you did not sell me on it. Yeah, sorry. That has been our super prolonged, you know, segment 1A, this or that. Thank you for everyone sending those in. You can do it as well. Show at getpiped.co or send them to our Discord. Finally, we have our second segment because the, the ones we just did were 1A. This is a new one. But they this were two called, different ones. We did over, under, and this one. So this I is know. just the third for fun. This I don't is know. the third. Yeah. This is, we didn't plan on doing the second one, but we did it because we love y'all and we know you love this. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So this is our. This is our newest segment. This is called Blind Rankings. So, Adam, give a, give a little explanation on this and where you got it. I found this. Uh, this is like kind of something that I've seen on the Internet that's been kind of popping off on like the Instagram reels and stuff. Okay. It's like a guy. He just like gets five items. Yeah, you get like the little the box of one, two, three, four and five. And he gets the next item. He throws it into place on what what's best to worst um, in his own opinion. So. I just found it very fascinating. You'll you'll see how it plays out with this this first go around. Uh, this one, when we do the series, uh, if you ever send suggestions, you can send topic suggestions for sure. And and producer guy is going to give me the topic at the top of the of the you know the segment, and then I'll I'll start ranking the the items that he gives me. But if you wanted to add your specific uh, options for the for the five things to rank, we we're going to have a, a a channel in the the discord that I will have muted and I will never look. Don't ever at me because then I'll be tempted to look, uh, but I'm just going to mute that channel out another check it. And that'll be producer guys way to, to pull these for the future. But, but let's see how smooth this one goes. I think this will be a really cool one as we keep it to, to pipes and tobacco. All right. Our first one, first ever one is rate these five factory pipes and like their brands without knowing what comes next. Okay, so, so these brands. are like, yeah, the factories themselves. All right. All right. So number one, Briarworks. Ooh, starting us off hot. Briarworks, uh, American Pipe Company. I'm going to go, I'm going to go high here. I'm going to go two. Okay. All right. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to write these down. So you might see some type in here. See, see, see what we got. So you remember. All right. Our second one. Missouri Meerschaum. I love Missouri Meerschaum. I, I'm going to have to slap them over at five uh, just because Whoa. it's a cob. I smoke them. I, I did smoke a cob this week. Uh, so I'm still paying, paying Missouri Meerschaum some love. They still come up, come up with some innovative pipes out there. But I'm going to put them at five when we're, when we're talking about. I, I got to be true. I got to be true to myself. Um, I got to be true to the, to the Get Pipe listeners. Dang, this is going to be good. This is good. No, gosh. All right. um, Chacomb. Ah, uh, Chacomb. They got some cool <laughs> stuff. I, I, I'm going to put them at four. I've had uh, one or two pipes. Actually, you have a beautiful Chacomb pipe. I that do. I love the yellow one. Yeah, and that's this, a good one. I'm 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 going four with them. So we have two, okay. two, four, and five right now. Yep. All right. Number four, Savinelli. I'm holding out that that we have a Peterson inbound. So I'm going I'm going Savinelli at three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Oh man. Number five, Doctor Grabo. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yes, this is this is what I aimed for when I was doing. Wow! This yes. Oh my gosh! So what guess great, what you got as number one first edition? Oh, uh, yeah, Grabo at one. This list, well, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give this a a D. I'm gonna give this <laughs> a, a D. D. And and everything was perfect up until the Grabo. I would if I were to switch it, it would go. I would slap um in that order. I, I would just switch. Everything down one, or excuse me, up one with with Grabo replacing you know the fifth. Yeah. So and and again, no no hate to Grabo. I would have said some some similar things to to um, as Missouri Mearsham. I don't own any uh, people think I got beef with Grabo, dude. I'll talk to the doc, man. I'll talk to the doc. I'll talk to doc. I just I just haven't and don't. So I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Well. Before we go, we got we got a little bonus one. I don't think this one's going to be as fun, but I think it's going to just provide, you know, it's, it's just a good good little bonus. Um, and we'll do this each time as well. We yeah, got so. rate these five chocolate candies without knowing what comes next. Okay, okay. All right. All right. First one, we got Hershey's Kiss. Dude, the kisses are so properly rated. They're used for... <laughs> You know, they're used for tree or tree houses. Jeez, uh, the gingerbread houses—that's cool and all. Uh, but sometimes you eat them. But you can only eat a few. They're kind of hard to to unwrap. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with four. Four. Okay. All right. Next one, M and M's. M and M's, man. I love M and M's, but um, let's go with. I'm gonna go with three here. I'm, I'm gonna be a little. Go easy on this one. Okay. All right. Next one, Twix. Oh, man. This is Get Wife's favorite candy, and it's my not favorite. I don't love this one. Mm. Um, I would say, but would I, would I reach for the Hershey? I, I'm going to put this at five. I, I'll put this at five. Okay. I, I feel comfortable with that. All right. Next one, Snickers. Dude, I had my first Snickers ever really? at Ranger what? School. At Ranger School. And which is not somewhere you'd think you'd have your first Snickers bar, That's but fair. it was like in, in between phases, we had just graduated into the next phase. And you, you just get this onslaught of food. You can go to like the shop at 
and there was a Snickers bar and I bought it and I because I've infamously said in this episode but also in my entire life how much I hate nuts and and products that contain food (laughs) unless it's a nut product specifically like just pistachios right um and I had this thing and it changed my life I'm so tempted to put this at first just because of when when I had it at Ranger School it was the best candy bar I've ever had in my entire life and it will remain (laughs) that way but I'm gonna go with two here Okay. Uh, they're good. They're really, really good. I still go for them to, to this day. But Okay. All right. Well, I think you made a good choice. Number, the last one, number five, Reese's. Oh, what? This is a perfect list, man. Reese's at one, Snickers at two, uh, M&M's at three, Hershey Kisses at four, and Twix at five. That's an A. That's an A That's plus an a. right there. I think I, I, couldn't have, I couldn't change anything there. That's a great yeah. list. I threw you a little, little softball there, but did, I mean, honestly, that was perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm glad what you did. I think I would have to agree, honestly. Uh, I would probably put Kiss at five if I was doing it personally, if I was able to go back and readjust it. But that has been our newest segment. We don't really have a cool name yet, but we're calling it Blind Rankings. And uh, Yeah, I think that's yeah. a cool name. Yeah, that's a cool name. So look forward to that one more. If you got any of those, both your pipe smoking and non-pipe smoking related ones, send us five at a time. You can DM me, shoot me a DM slide in there on Instagram. You can do it on Discord as well. And we're going to be making a channel on Discord. Again, don't at Adam or anything. Just uh, you can even tag me if you want. So excited to see where this goes. Well, my friends, we are at the end of another episode here. It has been a pleasure, as always. I feel good. I feel great, man. I, I don't know why. I've been I've been feeling great today. So, yeah, let's let's close this out. Where can people find you, man, when they're not listening to the Get Pipe Podcast? They can find me at youtube.com slash get pipes for some of the premier YTPC pipe smoking content. A little pitch here one more time. All of you who think YTPC is lame, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> go check it out, youtube.com slash get piped. Uh, no new videos, but all the ones that I got out there are really engaging and, and fun. And I encourage you to join. Uh, oh, we talked about it last week, though, or two weeks ago. I'm, I'm trying to start up the short game. Um, it's a way to maybe break up the the long gaps of uh, these quality length productions that I have on my videos. But could be pretty cool, but if you don't like that and you never will like that, try Instagram. That's at get underscore pipe. But if you follow me, make sure you follow my right-hand man, GPP underscore producer guy. And then lastly, we have our ever-growing, ever-wonderful Galactic Get by Pipe Club, which is a Discord app. We had a new member join uh, just just today or maybe the, the, just the day prior. And I loved it. You know, this, this guy had been a listener for a long time. Uh, joined, probably sent one message, might never send a message again, but this is a huge shout-out to you because you even said the, the words you're like, uh, you know, I figured I'd try. I'd try this thing. And maybe maybe you could teach an old dog a new trick. You know, I'm giving it a shot. And I, I really appreciated the wording of that. You know, classic phrase, but it was the perfect execution of, a, you know, the inverse really here uh, and, and him trying to go out of his way to, to engage with the community. But you don't have to. And we have many people who are listening to this and they will never, ever, 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 ever join the Galactic Get by Pipe Club. And that's fine because you are still part 
of the Get Piped Pipe community. And that means so much to me. So thank you guys for all listening, engaging, and having fun with us. I love it. Well, as we kind of talked about before, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow. And while you're doing all of that, share this podcast with any and all pipe smokers of new age, old age, middle age, whatever it may be. Make some new pipe smokers. Send this to people who enjoy uh, those audio books, or in this case, audio short stories and just overall fun content. But don't just share with the men. Share with the woman and the children too. But Mr. Adam, Mr. Get Piped, sir, we're closing out on another week. We got the, the Christmas time holiday coming up. What are your wise words of wisdom? You know, I just haven't been very wisdomy the past like 10 weeks of the <laughs> podcast, maybe even more, but uh, I don't got too much. We, we really hit on our small batch debacle here. I think I shared a lot of good insight, um, you know, ways to understand what they're doing and how they're doing it, why they're going to keep doing it and how we should feel while they keep doing it. But outside of that, this is the last time I'm going to chat with you guys until, uh, you know, before Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, hope all of our folks, our, our Jewish friends enjoyed Hanukkah that ended a little bit ago, I think uh, about a week ago at this point. And uh, for the Kwanzaa guys out there on the 26th, we'll I'll send you a happy Kwanzaa. And uh, to every other holiday that I don't know, uh, that we don't typically celebrate over here in America, hey, happy holidays, seasons, greetings, and enjoy uh, the time off, hopefully, with your family. If you if you have it, if not, feel free to jump into the Glad to Get by Pipe Club, man, and enjoy a smoke with us on our live chat, which we typically have every single Friday, which is pretty cool. And uh, we are horrible at joining it. Uh, just you know, nighttime, 8, 9 p.m., we're, we're getting ready for bed, to be honest. And I used to, that's funny, we go back a year ago, I probably was really hard on you, and I still kind of am to a degree, but I've realized I'm also going to bed before 10 p.m. anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great place to be is uh, is the good pipe pipe community, whether it's in the Discord or not, and I'm happy you guys are here, so happy holidays. Enjoy. Uh, we got one more episode coming before the new year, and I'm excited for for that because we've got a lot of cool stuff planned or the the following year but we'll we'll hold all that we'll hold all that nostalgia jazz as the, the the passing of one year into the next for the next episode but for now i am off to save the pipe smoking world but once again i'm not sure how i'll pull it off but until then you have all just been piped and until the next piping we are out <laughs>